unveiled by the Prince of Wales today. It's part of a royal visit to the county, which starts in Bedford, as Carol Abercrombie reports. Prince Charles will tour the newly refurbished Higgins Museum and Art Gallery in Bedford. He'll then go to nearby St Paul's Church for the charity Christmas Tree Festival. At Thamesford, he'll unveil the new memorial to the wartime agents, who were mainly women who flew out of the secret airfield. He concludes his visit at the historic Jordan's Mill in Biggleswade. Royal Bank of Scotland has promised to reimburse any customers who lost money as a result of problems with its online banking and card payment systems. It said it's very sorry for the technical issues which also affected its subsidiaries, NatWest and Ulster Bank. An Aylesbury councillor said roadworks all over the town are causing chaos. Raj Khan says they need a bypass and better traffic management from the council. They're working on Oxford Road, they've been working on Buckingham Road, they're working across the town. It's a gridlock. It's killing the economy of Ellsbury. Police investigating Friday's helicopter crash in Glasgow have released the last four names of those who were killed. Robert Jenkins, Marco Prey, Colin Gibson and John McGarrigal were among nine people who died. A former hairdresser's on Cumberland Street in Luton has been bought by the University of Bedfordshire to use as a forensic tool for students. Senior lecturer Dr Luisa Vincini says they'll use it to mock up crime scenes which get more complicated as students progress on the course. We make it more of a burglary scene. So if you imagine uh, a house has been burgled, there'd be um, more of a mess. So there'd be clothes maybe um, thrown out of drawers and they'd have to actually seek for evidence uh, rather than it just being on display for them. The Premier League is warning football fans of the dangers of using flares. New figures suggest their use in British football grounds has been increasingly dr- increasing dramatically, even though that can lead to banning orders or prison. The weather, mostly cloudy today with a few bright or sunny intervals, possible this afternoon, and a high of 6 Celsius. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. If you want to change from the same old high street chains, find something a bit different, then definitely come to Hitchin. All this week in Hitchin. It's a community, and that's something that we were not used to. It's just a really diverse place to live. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Hitchin. BBC Three Counties Radio. And again, apologies for the uh, button slip earlier on. It's because Kelly Betts is producing. BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll get through today. Now, there is, normally at the top of the hour, I do a little tease, what we like to call a menu. Where I tell you what's coming up in the show. Well, there is no menu today because Kelly Betts is producing. But according to a tweet last night from our reporter, Tony Fisher, the show promises a lot. Royal visits, lorries, homeless, an MP on deaths in custody. Want to take part? Of course you do. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Also, on the front page of most of the newspapers, shock horror, Tom Daly, the Olympic diving champion, star of Splash, filmed in Luton, is gay or bisexual. First of all, I think we all knew, didn't we? Secondly, who cares? Do you care? You disappointed? It's front page news. I thought we lived in a world where someone coming out as gay or bisexual 
it was kind of a, oh, yeah, all right, okay. Mm-hmm. No, apparently we don't. We still live in 1989. It's front page news. Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555. We'll talk about that and noisy lorries in a bit. You to me are sweet as roses in the morning. And you to me are soft as summer rain and don't in love with shade. That's something rare. The sidewalks in the street, the concrete and the clay beneath my feet begins to crumble. But love will never die because we'll see the mountains tumble before we say goodbye. My love and I will be in love eternally. That's the way. That's the way it's meant to be. All around. I see the purple shades of evening And on the ground Shadows fall and once again are in my arms So tenderly The sidewalks in the street The concrete and the clay beneath my feet Begins to crumble But love will never die Because we'll see the mountains crumble Before we say goodbye My love and I Drugs, prostitution. Oh, I want to touch, I want to feel. Drugs, prostitution. The sidewalks in the street, the concrete and the clay beneath my feet begins to crumble. But love will never die because we'll see the mountains tumble before we say goodbye. My love and I. That's the way, that's the way it's meant to be. That's the way, that's the way it's meant to be. Oh, that's the way. Morning! That's the way. If you want to take part in the show, 08459 455 555. Now, this week, as part of the BBC Three Counties Radio Big Tour, we're looking at Hitchin, and one of the things that you're concerned with is the amount of lorries in the town. In particular, residents in Grove Road are calling for speed restrictions to try and stop them going so fast past their homes on their way to the industrial site. They're also concerned about scraps of metal that come flying out of the trucks. Well, our reporter Tony Fisher has been speaking to some of the people who live on the road. This is what they had to say to him with their mouths. So, April, we're outside your house on yeah. Grove Road in Hitchin. Here comes a big lorry coming past any minute now. Um, waste recycling lorry going round yeah. the bend. Um, and just, I think just one quickly. of many lorries that yes. we've seen coming round the bend here. What's what's the danger in your in your mind? Well, particularly the number of young children and the speed at which the lorries actually come down the road. There doesn't seem to be a 20 mile an hour limit here either, and often. They will come down here and just, and they, as they hit the bend, they'll then have to brake suddenly. And you think, my God, could they just turn over? Um, it's and they have turned over, and they have according turned to your, your neighbour, just down here. At the top of the road where the tiny roundabout is, actually, the lorry actually went over and spewed its load everywhere, and that was scrap metal. But thankfully, no one was injured or hurt. Um, 
and our other problem is is that a lot of the most that most of the recycling metal lorries are not netted and stuff actually flies off the top and now that could kill a child and you've seen that happen. and i've seen it happen and i've picked pieces up off the road and i've also witnessed that on a more than one occasion um that they have been on mobile phones or reading maps while driving in a residential area with elderly people, children in buggies. And in fact, right at this moment, a, a lorry is now coming along unnetted with the metal sticking out and over the top. And we're talking a juggernaut here, not yes. just a little van not or something like that. Not an enormous lorry that one would expect normally to see on the motorway. Mm. And thankfully, he's not on his mobile phone. He's not on his mobile phone. The only, re- the only reason he's having to slop and slow down is because there's traffic coming yes. on the way. There's a line of parked yeah. cars. In which case, they would probably be speeding all the way down. So maybe more parked cars would be a good solution, in fact. Um, and they could probably pick it up in the microwave. You see, look. Yes. You can see how, look, the wires sticking off the back. They just fly off. There's nothing There's a whole to load of metal that. sticking up the top of that lorry, yeah. isn't there? You just fall out. Stuart Hutton. Stuart Hutton. You see, he must be doing 40 miles an hour at least, and he's following. Now, they're big, heavy lorries. Yes, the road's free just at the moment, and and the idea of them doing that is because if they don't get through fast enough, there's another lorry comes the other way. And, And partly it's because the cars are parked on that side, but they've got to park somewhere. You know, they're the houses, they belong to the houses. But, uh... It, it's like that nearly every day. If you stand here for long enough, the, the cars will... Uh, car, it's cars and lorries. What, but what in, should be done about it? Well, it's very difficult. The, the obvious thing is to have, for all heavy vehicles, to go off in the other direction, not come through the town. You know, it, 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 it's the obvious solution, and they've talked about it for years. You know, it's... I suppose they haven't got any money now, but basically... they. They should never have allowed an expansion of the industrial area without having some route for the heavy lorries. Well, it does sound very uh, noisy, and to, particularly to see a lorry spewing its load like that. That can't be fun at all. 08459 555. Lorries, are they a nuisance where you are, or do we just need to suck it up and let them get on with it? 08459 555. There ain't no good. Goodbye. True love takes a lot of trying. Oh, I'm crying.
page of most of the newspapers. It was on the news last night. Tom Daly, the uh, Olympic diving champion, host of Splash. He's come out as gay, really? First of all, not a massive surprise. Secondly, do we care? Does anybody care? I was so surprised to see it was front page news. I naively thought that in 2013 we lived in a world where people announcing their sexuality was it w- would be met with a, a shrug of the shoulders, apart from a few narrow-minded individuals. Do you care that Tom Gailey has come out as gay? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Uh, Kelly Betts, you're, you're pointing your finger at me. Have I, have I said something wrong? I thought you said something wrong. I thought you called him Tom Gailey. No, I didn't call him Tom Gailey. I, I definitely did not, not do that. But thanks very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is enough. Let's let's be honest about this, shall we? Are you at home listening to this and you are shocked and disgusted that such a a good-looking young gentleman could be gay? There can't be anybody listening to this that will be offended by that, can there? Not now. Not after twenty. We're in 2013. Everything we've been through to get here. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Quarter past six. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the latest travel news now with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. There are no major problems uh, to be picked up on the speed centres at the moment. Buckingham Town Centre is looking a little slow, uh, just on the A2, A421 past the industrial estate. If you're driving into London via Palmer's Green today, the north circular heading westbound, there's a lane closed around the Clockhouse interchange. It's causing queues already and expected to remain closed today through the morning rush. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 616, Tuesday, the 3rd of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Hitchin call for restrictions on lorries speeding past their homes. Prince Charles visits Bedfordshire today. And in football, St Albans are through to the second round of the FA Trophy after a 4-0 win over Tombridge. The weather, cloudy again, but there could be some bright or sunny intervals this afternoon. Top temperature of 6 Celsius. Coming up, we'll be talking about the problems of homelessness in Milton Keynes. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I love Nick's new theme music. Have a listen to this. This afternoon, we welcome a very special visitor to Bedfordshire. His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, will be on a short tour, and I'll be there every step of the way as he visits the newly refurbished Higgins Bedford and unveils a memorial to female secret agents who flew out of RAF Tempsford during the war. Nick Coffer. I'll be live from the village for the afternoon, where I'll find out the history and speak to the relatives of those being remembered. Across beds, hearts and bucks. A royal visit to Bedfordshire, today from midday, live on BBC. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nick. That reminds me, of course, don't forget we are giving away ambassadorships uh, for towns and villages throughout the Three Counties, 08459 455 555. We have a King of Bedfordshire. It's Jay, isn't it? It's the King of Bedfordshire. We need to speak to the King. What, what plans has the King of Bedfordshire got for the future King of England? Jay, we need to speak to you. Rescue me, or take me in your arms, rescue 
That's a sexy song, isn't it? The bass, the bass. The bongos and the woman singing, of course. Hello. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now the days and nights are starting to get colder. Boy, oh boy, it was cold in my house, but at least I've got a house. Imagine what it must be like for the homeless people living in beds, hearts and bucks. Well, uh, Milton Keynes reporter Craig Lewis spoke to one homeless man about life on the streets. I came here with my girlfriend two weeks ago and we argued and she left basically straight away and I've been here ever since. Have you approached Milton Keynes Council? What did they say to you? They said there's nothing they can do. I also approached the YMCA, the Citizens Advice, and said nothing. The YMCA, over there, they actually turned me down because I was Scottish. Not because I didn't live in Milton Keynes for three months, they said, because you're Scottish, you're not getting in. What, what's life like every day on the streets? It's cold at night, really cold at night. I, I've only had this for like the last two, the last night and the night before. Before that, I had nothing. That, that's quite a thin duvet, isn't it? Yeah, but it works. It's really better than having nothing. How do, how do people treat you when they see you? Some are OK. Some give you, like, food and drinks and stuff, but then others just look down at you. think they're better than you. Like, it's my fault I'm in the streets. Are there quite a few other people around on the streets in MK? Yeah, surprisingly. I don't think there'd be that many when I moved, when I became homeless, but there's actually quite a lot. And what's your, what's your plans? What happens next for you? I need to look for a flat. Once I get the flat sorted, I'll look for a job and hopefully... Well, the coordinator of the Homeless Network in Milton Keynes, the Reverend Brenda Mosdale, says the number of homeless in the city is on the increase. Yesterday, the city's night shelter was launched to help keep some of those people out of the cold at night. Well, uh, Reverend Mosdale joins me now. Good morning. Can I call you Brenda? You can, Good morning, Brenda. How big a problem is homelessness in Milton Keynes? It's difficult to know. It's always difficult to know just, just how many people there are homeless because... There are people on the streets, people like the gentleman you just spoke to who find themselves on the streets suddenly, people who've been there for some time. But then there's a whole lot of people, far, far more, who are at risk of homelessness. They're staying on somebody's sofa, they're moving around night to night, Um, they don't have their own place at all, and at any moment something could go wrong and they could find themselves completely on the streets. So it depends who you're counting. What kind of people are homeless, Brenda? All sorts. Uh, There are people who... Yes, there are people who have um, alcohol problems who have found themselves um, on the streets for some time. Um, people that many people in Milton Keynes will recognise because they see them often. People with drug and, and mental health problems. That's, that's quite a number. But then there are people who just, for some reason, something just goes wrong uh, and they find that uh, their home's gone, uh, their security's gone. Uh, they may have a row, they may lose their job benefits may stop, those kind of things, and, and they're just there all of a sudden. And any ages, too. Mm. Um, it may be surprising, certainly last year at the Winter Night Shelter, some of the first people that were met were fairly young people, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, who'd just um, been thrown out of home for the first time, and they really didn't know how to cope. I do. Sometimes people do look down on the homeless, but I do think that we're all just a couple of paychecks and a couple of uh, bits of bad luck away from being in that situation ourselves, aren't we? That's so much the case for so many of the people who find themselves homeless, yes. Has the situation got worse since Shelter pulled out of Milton Keynes? That's difficult to know because, again, this is the first winter, as it were, that we're coming to um, and when things become more acute. Uh, certainly housing advice is less easy to come across. Uh, those who work voluntarily, well of course shelters are a voluntary organisation too, but 
uh, those who work voluntarily um, in a more informal way have less places to send people for help. Uh, so advice is less easy to come by. Citizens' advice, which takes on some of that role, is more pressured. And uh, the drop-in agencies that do try and work and support homeless people find things more difficult. The City's Night Shelter, that, that, was, launched, um, uh, that was launched yesterday. How mm-hmm. does that work and how can people use it? Okay, well, that works. Uh, it's a partnership um, organisation with the council, the YMCA, and um, the churches in Milton Keynes mainly. There are seven different venues, one for each night. Uh, but we have a central cafe place where people go in um, at, at late afternoon, five o'clock-ish. Um, prior to that, they need to have been assessed uh, for their needs, so whether they're safe to go in, whether, whether it's safe for them, whether it's safe for others, because people are all... They're basically sleeping on church hall floors, and mm. if you can imagine a whole set of people together, all of whom have particular needs, it's not always um, appropriate for people to be there. So they need to approach either the council, uh, homelessness department, or the YMCA. Those are the routes in, and uh, they will be referred to this kind of separate charity. It's it's not part of the YMCA as such, um, which um, and, and assessed for for need. And there's all whereas for the YMCA and the council, they have fairly strict criteria who can be accepted um the homeless the winter night shelter doesn't have those so people who don't have access to benefits people who are not local um can get in as long as there's a bed there and as long as it's safe for them to do so and how many beds have you got how many people can you accommodate uh 15 is the number of beds that we have um the reason for that we we thought last that the first year this is the third year that we've been running the first year that was the number that church hall floors could accommodate, basically, um, and volunteers could work with. We tried a few more last year, but um, found that actually once you get past that number, it becomes quite complicated and difficult for people to manage. And also, it seems to be pretty much enough. Um, so we're working with 15 beds again this year, and we'll, we'll see how this works. Brenda, listen, thank you very much indeed for your time this morning. Best of luck with the project. The Reverend Brenda Mosdale, coordinator of the Homeless Network in Milton Keynes. <laughs> Wake up, please, Susie. 
08459 455 555. Lots of you on Facebook already. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. A couple of tweets as well. We're talking about Tom Daly coming out. Everybody here gave a collective, yeah, so what? Um, I, I'm surprised it's front page news. Uh, Tony is uh, messing me on Twitter. It shouldn't matter, but it makes a huge difference for victims of homophobic bullying. They know they're not alone. I, I guess I guess so. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Bedford, Bromham Road, looking busy in both directions around the train station as people turn into Ashburnham Road. If you're driving into London via Palmer's Green today, the north circular heading west has a lane closed from the Clock House interchange. It's causing queues back to Great Cambridge interchange already, and that's expected to remain closed throughout the morning rush. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Jane Killick. People living in parts of Hitchin are calling for more speed restrictions to try to stop lorries going so fast past their homes. The trucks have to pass along Grove Road on their way to the industrial site. Prince Charles is visiting Bedfordshire today. He'll unveil a memorial to wartime secret agents who flew out of Bedfordshire during the Second World War. The latest International League table comparing the standards of maths, reading and science achieved by 15-year-olds around the world is expected to show there's been no improvement in the UK's ranking over the past three years. The weather, mostly cloudy, but there could be some bright or sunny spells this afternoon, a high of six Celsius. Under sport and in football, Watford are waiting on the fitness of goalkeeper Manuel Almuna and midfielder Joss McEachran ahead of tonight's championship match at Burnley. The Hornets haven't won in their last six games. Manager Gianfranco Zola insists they will improve on Saturday's most recent defeat. You'll see it is a, it's going to be a different story because this uh, healthy group and they will, they will react. Although the game uh, is tough, but uh, they will certainly deal with the situation and they will play a good game. In their FA Trophy first round replay, St Albans beat Tombridge four goals to nil. It means they're through to the next round and will play Cambridge United or Bury. Luton Town play their FA Trophy first round replay tonight against Staines at Kenilworth Road. The Hatters are likely to play a youthful side again. A win for the Hatters would set up a home tie with Wrexham. Ahead of the draw for the World Cup group stages, the England manager Roy Hodgson says where the team is based is more important than who they face in Brazil. Hodgson will find out on Friday about his side's group matches in next summer's tournament and he's hoping to avoid playing any matches close to the Amazon rainforest. In cricket, ahead of the second Ashes test, the Australia captain Michael Clarke missed training on Tuesday with a sore ankle. However, Clarke is expected to be fit for the match in Adelaide, which starts at midnight UK time on Wednesday evening. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. This... This is where it starts to get awkward. I can't find the story. Sick note, uh, Catherine Boyle has not made it in today. Flagged up quite well on yesterday's show, I thought. So Kelly Betts is roped in as a standby producer. Hello. Uh, At this point in the show, we normally do the newspapers. I have not been able to come up with a polite way of telling Kelly Betts I don't want her to do the newspapers, so I guess you'll be doing 
the newspapers. That's right. I said if you can come up with a good excuse, then I won't do them, but you haven't, so here I am. You pronounced heir to the throne as heir to the throne. That was a joke. And you asked uh, uh, who the Prince of Wales was. That was also a joke. That wasn't a joke. And then you... And that then wasn't you, a joke. When you said it was Prince Charles, I said, oh, how many Wales is he Prince of? You see? This is what we're dealing with. I can only apologise in advance. Thanks, here's, mate. Here's a jolly song. Thanks. I'm doing this now, Here's I? a jolly song.
You right, Just? All right, boss. Where were you yesterday? Um, heavy weekend. Just leave it at that. Just leave it at that? Mm. You were supposed to be doing the show yesterday. Yeah, heavy weekend. Sorry. Sorry, boss. Every now and again, you've got to, you know, not turn up for work. I haven't done that. Yesterday was one of those days. Can you believe what you're hearing, Dennis? No, I can't. I, I, the fantastic amount of money you must be making. How <laughs> dare he, how dare he not come and give us something to do? Yeah. You, Sorry. You're supposed to be the voice of Bedfordshire, for goodness sake. Get Sorry, Den boy. Sorry. <laughs> a Merry Christmas to you before you go away. And you. Thank you. Okay, then. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Can we crack on now, Ian? I've said sorry. Let's just move on, okay? It was tough. <laughs> oh, you did. You do love an exciting life. I don't know. Mm. Latvia. Latvia. Mm. And that was a weekend job, was it? It was, yeah. Was it snowing? It was snowing. Reindeer? Um, didn't see any reindeer. It was freezing cold and they don't like English people. So, uh, all in all, it was, uh, yeah, a very jolly weekend. What was against why don't they like English people? Uh, I don't know. It's a very strange one, that, because, um, yeah, couldn't work it out. And I was going to get a job as ambassador for Manchester there. Really? Yes. You should maybe try. Well, no, I shan't bother now because... Oh, Dennis, hang on, hang on, Dennis. It's our song. What? It's our song. Je t'aime. Dennis, did you get that uh, massage oil that I sent you last week? Massage oil? No, certainly not. Which Dennis? You're talking to Luton, Dennis, or Dunstable, Dennis? No, Dunstable, Dennis, you. No, I didn't get any massage oil. They told me Raw Mail were going to be busy in the uh, lead-up to Christmas. Is that what you buy me for Christmas? Yes. If I... When do I have to use it? Before I get into bed at night, otherwise I'll slide out of bed. I'll pop round. Yeah, good. <laughs> I've got something uh, on the uh, on the hob, actually. Just tell your wife to go out for the night, and um, yeah, I'll pop round. Listen to me. Hmm. Tom Daly. Yes. What, what the hell has it got to do with anybody else about Tom Daly? Well, I've been out talking about that this morning. I don't quite know what Ian's doing, but uh, I have been out this morning talking about that, and um, I don't get it, Dennis, myself. I don't get, you know, yesterday I heard people um, talking about it, um, overheard conversations, um, social media was full of it, the front page of the new newspapers this morning. You know, if Tom Daly's gay, who really cares? Do you care? No, I don't care in the least. Not yeah. the best of luck to him. He's a nice-looking lad. Unfortunately, he's ruined the illusions of quite a lot of nice young ladies. Well, it's has he, though? Fantasy, you know? Because he said he still likes girls, of course. Yes, but I know, but that's it's sort of a button of bread on both sides in that case, isn't he, really? Dennis, he's a fantastic diver, and he presents he's, the greatest TV show around, Splash. Right. What more do you want? No, I don't. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't even jump in from that. I'd never mind dive. Mm. Certainly shouldn't world. be judged on his uh, sexuality. Oh, no, not in the least. Don't forget, I was in the Navy for about seven years, and there was lots of this going on, and mm. some... Real ugly-looking blokes who were yeah. quite nice. The nice part of the thing, you know, big tough blokes, and they were the nice part of this business. Don't know, well, just, where are you going with that one, Dennis? Justin, but, yeah. you've been yeah. out speaking to people this morning about this, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, you, you were fascinated as well, Ian. You, you, you were saying this morning, we were looking at the newspapers together, and we couldn't quite work out why this was front-page news, because... 
uh, you know, it's not exactly 1972 anymore, but um, as you mentioned, it's uh, bright and early. I've been out this morning asking people about the front pages of the papers, and here's what people have had to say. Uh, Pete's bright and early this morning. Tom Daly on the front page of pretty much every single newspaper. Is that front page news? Definitely not. No, no, not at all, because um, I don't know why he's come out and said it for, because uh, in, in my view, people don't need to come out of the closet and that. If people want to be who they want to be, they want to be they want to be gay then fair enough you know so whether he's gay or not your perception of tom daly hasn't changed in no, the slightest no he's an olympic diver that's, that's all i know tom daly has it's got nothing to do with his sexuality at all i don't uh, know why are you surprised though i mean everyone yesterday was talking about this just because somebody is gay i mean the, the, the whole thing just exactly. confused me to yeah. be honest with you no i agree with you it's just it's ridiculous i mean i mean people come out of the closet before and why is it always big time news you know people who are who whoever they are i don't understand why it's such a big deal a number of people have got beliefs that there are lots of premier league footballers who are gay yes. do you think by tom daly coming out and saying what he said that that might influence a few of them to come out and, and be honest as well, well yes yeah yeah they could do but do they need to that's what i'm saying do they need to i i don't really understand the way they think to be fair i know that they're, they're sportsmen and people perceive them as uh, what they are at the moment, and they are sportsmen. So despite know. any front pages this morning, you'll still look at Tom Daly as an Olympic diver yes. uh, and nothing else? He's Olympic, in my eyes, he's an Olympic diver. He's a very good Olympic diver, and that's how the country should portray him as an Olympic diver. And it should have nothing about his sexuality at all. Um, not really. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really matter to me. No, I don't think it is, no. It's his life. He can live it how he wants, can't he? It's up to him. It does strike me as odd, Justin, that it has made front-page news. And I'm, I, I'm sure this morning... Well, maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. I'm sure this morning we might get a phone call from someone who's shocked or offended. Thank you for getting that. You've got a very busy morning this morning, Justin. We've got a very important visitor mm. coming to Bedfordshire. Who is it and where are you going to be? Yes, uh, Prince Charles, of course, coming to Bedford today. Uh, he's coming to the Cecil Higgins Museum. And then he's off to the church as well for the Christmas Tree Festival. Sweet. I'm going to be live in Bedford later on with the royal family. Eh? Well, are you so- worried? What, what, why? What are you going to do to them? Oh, well, I'm not going to be doing anything. I'm just saying that they're sending me, sending me to go meet the oh, whole family. Okay, right. Yeah, I've just got it in my contract. I don't go out when it's cold. Only idiots <laughs> right. uh, Do you want to stay here for the papers with Kelly? Um, yeah. What? Well, all of what? Thirty seconds. We got, yeah, we got a minute, great. Kelly. Over to you. So, on the front page of the Independent, underneath Tom Daly's face, uh, scientists discover the difference between male and female brains. A nice long paragraph, basically saying that women can multitask and men like you, Ian, can't. Remember earlier how when you were reading the papers and I was talking to you and you got really annoyed because you couldn't take in both sides of information? Do you remember that? What else have you got? So, there's this taxi driver who was pulled over. Uh, He's got lots of hair. They checked, the police checked his licence and uh, he said, well, you're bald in this photo. It was his brother's licence he was using. And he said, well, uh, no, see, what it was, what happened was is that I've had a hair transplant and that's why I've got hair now. Oh, and I look younger now than I did then because of the... Justin, Dennis, what do you reckon? Justin, you first. Um, I'm quite impressed with this, actually. I think you should get off her back. I think she's quite good. Thanks, Justin. All right. just, just for legal reasons, I'm not actually on her back. Dennis? <laughs> no, if, if you're talking about Kelly, no, she, she's always been a favourite of mine anyway, so oh, I can't thanks. say anything nasty about her. Despite the fact that the last 30 seconds of content has been utter pony? No, 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 no. I think that she's right. I think she's perfectly right. Women do multitask. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, Justin, thank you very much. Kelly, see you later on. Bye. There we go. Can I have a cup of tea? Um, Louisa? <laughs> 
Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M25 looking busy anti-clockwise now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also struggling between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. The A5 looking a bit slow on the sensors as you pass Dunstable in both directions. And in Borehamwood, the A1 Barnet Bypass heading south is heavy between Stirling Corner and the Watford Bypass. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. More from you before seven. It's 6.46. It's Tuesday, the 3rd of December. If uh, rumours are to be believed, I'm getting a Christmas tree today. Oh, yes. But these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Hitchin say lorries are driving so fast past their homes that some have overturned. Prince Charles is in Bedfordshire today, beginning in Bedford before going to Tempsford and Biggleswade. In football, Watford play Burnley in the Championship tonight, but are waiting on the fitness of goalkeeper Manuel Amunia and midfielder Josh McCracken. These names aren't real. Coming up, we'll be finding out exactly what old Charlie boy's up to. But before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, we had a lot of cloud around last night, so again, another relatively mild start to the day. Temperature right the way across around 4 or 5 Celsius, so way above zero. We're hanging on to the cloud, though, unfortunately. We get one or two brighter spells this afternoon. may get a little bit of hazy brightness, but the maximum temperature struggling up to around 7 Celsius. Now, overnight tonight, we're again hanging on to the cloud, but it is creating a bit of a blanket, so it's protecting us a little from the temperatures. Uh, from the colder air above but as we head through towards dawn tomorrow morning the cloud thickens and that's when some light rain will arrive and it's light it's, it's fragmented by that point so it is light, it is patchy uh, but it will move through nonetheless through the course of tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature overnight again staying above zero around 3 or 4 Celsius. Now for tomorrow that rain will clear south and eastwards. Behind it, because it's a cold front, the air is one colder but also much cleaner so less cloud, more in the way of brightness and we could see some sunshine as well so all good news for tomorrow afternoon. The maximum temperature again fairly chilly 8 Celsius, that's 46 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now the real change for our weather comes on Thursday and Friday. The wind will really start to pick up a very strong northerly breeze overnight Thursday into Friday and also the temperature will quite dramatically drop. And that's your forecast. 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. What is BBC Three Counties Radio? It's about where I live with my family. It's about my family and the issues that we face. It's a place dedicated to local news, entertainment and music. BBC Three Counties Radio is a friend. It's fun. This radio station is the glue that holds together Bedfordshire, Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire. We just keep it together. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Lee and Sandy is texting in. Ian, regarding Tom Daly, who cares? Gay, straight, typical tabloid newspapers with nothing better to write about. Leave the lad alone. Pretty much the same sentiment from you on Facebook as well. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Yet it's front page news. It's made front page news. It strikes me as very, very odd. Is there some kind of reverse homophobia in it? Yeah, I flipping love this song, man. It's making me all bouncy, bouncy. 
was miming the guitar solo there. I love a good guitar solo. Charles is in Bedfordshire today. We need to speak to Jay, the King of Bedfordshire, to see if he sanctioned this visit. Prince Charles is the fellow that owns Wales, in case you're wondering. He's starting off in Bedford, then moving on to Tempsford and Biggleswade. In Biggleswade, he'll be at the historic Jordan's Flour Mill at Tempston. He'll unveil a memorial honouring the women who flew secret operations from the base during the Second World War. Well, Doug McMurdo is the portfolio holder of leisure and cultural services for Bedford Borough Council. Joins me now. It's an exciting day, isn't it, Doug? Indeed, yes. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's a great privilege and an honour to uh, have such a visit. A great chance to showcase some of the best things about Bedford. What are we expecting Prince Charles to see today? Well, uh, he will arrive uh, directly in Bedford and visit the Higgins, which, as you will know, was reopened this June. And we've had many, many thousands of visitors thus far. Most of them have commented how good the the art gallery and museum is. So I'm sure... uh, His Royal Highness Prince Charles will enjoy the the visit. He's going to be taken round uh, the the collection and shown uh, various aspects of it. It's it's been refurbished, uh, uh, Doug. What changes have have been made? Well, the main change is the, the, the... Higgins was previous to this year uh, two distinct buildings one the uh, villa which was the old family house of the Higgins family and then the traditional as we know it is the Bedford Museum so there were two distinct separate entrances and what we've done is we've pulled all the buildings together and uh, formed one entrance so you now come in and uh, you just uh, go through all the various galleries without having to leave What's the plan for his visit for the rest of the day? Well, my understanding is because uh, these visits are uh, uh, vague for various uh, and good reasons, but he comes to the Higgins and goes around uh, looking at the collection. He will then leave us and uh, go to St Paul's Square, and that's where uh, members of the public are encouraged to actually make uh, any uh, you know, attendance in St Paul's Square, principally because there's a lot of space in that area. And then he goes into St Paul's Church. And thereafter, he then uh, goes, as you've just said in the uh, run-up to this interview, he then goes off to Tempsford and then on to uh, Jordan's uh, Mill down in Biggleswade. And are you going to get to hang out with him, Doug, and meet him? Well, I wouldn't say hang out. I mean, that's interesting because I, I am known to actually have asked uh, his, his mum, uh, Her Majesty, to uh, swing by at uh, Chelsea Flower Show one oh. year, which indeed she did. Oh. But, uh, but to answer your question, uh, I will... Uh, I will be introduced to His Royal Highness, and as I say, I'm, I'm very privileged and proud to, to be given that chance. And how does that work, Doug? Do you have like a, a sort of a, a day's training a few weeks before on what to say, or does, does someone? Do you get briefed on the etiquette? Well, there is, there is indeed etiquette, but uh, you know, not not being uh, funny in any way. I, I'm familiar yes. with that. Basically, uh, you address uh, the, the prince as uh, welcome, uh, your royal highness, and thereafter, uh, if, if the occasion occurs, you then uh, refer to him as sir. 
and that, that's the etiquette. And uh, you, you are, uh, you know, you are, you are advised uh, how, how you meet and greet. It's not a case of just wandering around the museum and art gallery with them as much as I would like to. But you know, it is a very formal proceeding. I'm, it's a very exciting day. Uh, I, I am slightly worried, Doug, because I'm, I'm just concerned that our reporter Justin Daly might bump into Prince Charles and, and, and just do undo all of the good work that, that you lot have been doing. Any tips for Justin if he does meet Prince Charles? Uh, if, if Justin does uh, bump into him, just uh, you, you know, use the etiquette. If in fact yeah. he can get near him, because I mean, obviously security is an issue. Uh, but uh, you know, it's uh, uh, good morning, Your Royal Highness, and uh, Sir. Thereafter, and uh, when when you meet and greet, uh, the, the the gentlemen just uh, bow their heads slightly, and uh, the ladies are, are encouraged just to make a small curtsy. But. Uh, Doug, listen, uh, it's going to be a cracking day. I hope you enjoy it. Doug McMurdo, portfolio holder of leisure and cultural services for Bedford Borough Council. I do, I do worry that Dealey's going to make a complete backside of himself. The M25 anti-clockwise looking slow between 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also quite slow between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. The A1M heading southbound is starting to look slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. But public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Right, lots coming up in the next hour of the show, including noisy trucks... More about homelessness. And Tom Daly's come out as gay or bisexual. Do you care? It's front page news, for goodness sakes. Really? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
It's seven o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines, lorries proving a headache for people in Hitchin, Prince Charles coming to Bedfordshire and Luton Woman appeals for photographs of her late mother. BBC Three Counties Radio. People living in parts of Hitchin are calling for more speed restrictions to try to stop lorries going so fast past their homes. The trucks have to pass along Grove Road on their way to the industrial site and residents say they've sometimes overturned. Now, they're big heavy lorries and the idea of them doing that is because if they don't get through fast enough there's another lorry comes the other way. Top of the road where the tiny roundabout is, actually the lorry actually went over and spewed its load everywhere and that was scrap metal. But thankfully no one was injured or hurt. Royal Bank of Scotland says it's very sorry after customers were unable to use their bank cards for several hours because of technical problems. Online banking services and internet payments were also disrupted. A memorial to wartime secret agents who flew out of Bedfordshire during the Second World War is being unveiled by the Prince of Wales today. It's part of a royal visit to the county, which starts in Bedford, as Carol Abercrombie reports. Prince Charles will tour the newly refurbished Higgins Museum and Art Gallery in Bedford. He'll then go to nearby St Paul's Church for the charity Christmas Tree Festival. At Thamesford, he'll unveil the new memorial to the wartime agents, who were mainly women who flew out of the secret airfield. He concludes his visit at the historic Jordan's Mill in Biggleswade. A homeless shelter has opened in Milton Keynes to help people make it through the coldest months of the year. More than 50 people were given shelter last year when churches across MK opened their doors. It'll be open every night from from December to the end of February. An Aylesbury councillor says roadworks all over the town are causing traffic chaos. Raj Khan says disruption on Oxford Road, Buckingham Road and the A41 at Beggrove is killing the economy of Aylesbury. He says they need a bypass and better traffic management from the council. It is gridlock and Aylesbury's under siege, in my opinion. I've actually, I'm so angry and frustrated in the way this has been managed. The traffic management has not at all been managed well. The latest results from a study of international educational standards will show the UK has made little progress since 2009. The figures compare test results for 15-year-olds in 65 countries. A woman from Luton who lost her mother to alcoholism and drug use five years ago is trying to trace photographs of her. Lucinda Lindsay's mum, Fran Lewis, became homeless and often stayed on people's sofas in the Park Street area of Luton. Lucinda says she's trying to track down a box full of old photographs. I literally have two photos of her and that's it. And you know, if I do decide to have children, I just want to show them basically their man. In football, St Albans were victorious in their FA Trophy replay last night. The 4-0 result over Tunbridge takes them into the second round. The weather, mostly cloudy with a few bright or sunny intervals possible this afternoon and a high of 6 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. We're coming to towns and villages all across our counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's got a wonderful, youthful vibe. The shopkeepers would chat to you and then they'd remember you when you came back. If things need doing, then people do get together. All this week in Hitchin. It's lovely. I wouldn't like to live anywhere else. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including 
Well, I, I say there's lot. There is lots coming up on the show this morning, and normally at the top of the hour, I do a little menu where I tease what's coming up so you get excited and go, oh, I'm not going to get out of my car. I'm going to be a little bit late for work or school today because I want to hear what's coming up. Well, Catherine Boyle, my usual producer, is not here. Instead, we've got Kelly Betts. And Kelly's not written the menu for me today. Instead, she's just got a tweet from our reporter, Tony Fisher, who says, The show promises a lot. Royal visit, lorries, homeless, an MP on deaths in custody. So, it's packed, but I can't go into much more detail than that, I'm afraid. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, this week, as part of the BBC Three Counties Radio Big Tour, we're looking at Hitchin. And one of the things that you seem particularly concerned about is the amount of lorries in the town. In particular, residents in Grove Road are calling for speed restrictions to try and stop them going so fast past their homes. They also say that scraps of metal sometimes fly out of the top of the trailers, endangering pedestrians. Well, our reporter Tony Fisher has been speaking to some of those who live along the road. Well, particularly the number of young children and the speed at which the lorries actually come down the road. There doesn't seem to be a 20-mile-an-hour limit here either. And often they will come down here and just... And they, as they hit the bend, they'll then have to brake suddenly. And you think, my God, could they just turn over? Um, it's and they have turned over, have according turned to your, your neighbour, one just down here. At the top of the road where the tiny roundabout is, actually, the lorry actually went over and spewed its load everywhere, and that was scrap metal. But thankfully, no one was injured or hurt. Um, and our other problem is, is that a lot of the most, the most of the recycling metal lorries are not netted, and stuff actually flies off the top, and now that could kill a child. You see, he must be doing 40 miles an hour at least. And he's following. Now, they're big, heavy lorries. Y- yes, the road's free just at the moment. And, and the idea of them doing that is because if they don't get through fast enough, there's another lorry comes the other way. You know? and, and partly it's because the cars are parked on that side, but they've got to park somewhere. You know, they're the houses, they belong to the houses. But uh, it, it's like that nearly every day. If you stand here for long enough, the, the cars will... Uh, car, it's cars and lorries... What, but in, what should be done about it? Well, it's very difficult. The, the obvious thing is to have, for all heavy vehicles, to go off in the other direction, not come through the town. Well, that was our reporter, Tony Fisher, speaking to some residents. I'm joined now by Keith Hoskins, who's the town centre manager. How big a problem are the lorries in the town, Keith? Yeah, morning. Um, well, I think lorries generally uh, can be quite a problem for a historic town centre. Uh, these big metal lorries don't actually come through the centre of town itself, but they tend to go down uh, Queen Street, Verulam Road and into Grove Road, and I think there are problems going through this residential area. Why is Grove Road so bad? For those people who don't know it, describe it and, and, and exactly why the effect is so bad. Well, I mean, Grove Road is the main road that leads to the industrial estate. Now, these days, you wouldn't build an industrial estate through a residential area up a cul-de-sac. I mean, it's just bonkers. Um, so to access these sites, large vehicles have got to go 
along that road. They don't they don't have any other way. Uh, they've got uh, Walgrove Road, but of course that's got a low railway bridge above it. Um, so they sort of forced that way, and um, uh, uh, the problems ensue because, as your one of your residents there said, there's residential parking uh, down the side of the road because again there were houses that were built there before the days that garages were. Uh, built with the uh, with the units is there anything that can be done about it keith well yes there is but everything takes money doesn't it yeah. um, when the um uh, the new railway spur was built uh, that takes the main line to cambridge across the the east coast main line um a, a, a temporary relief road was built from the stockfold road um to allow construction vehicles in and we did say at the time well, why don't you leave that road in um, and so that the lorries can come in from maybe the uh, A1M um, at Baldock and come in off the Stockfold Road, which would affect less people, I would have thought. Um, but uh, that, that wasn't forthcoming, and they're, they're still... So we still hope one day for there to be some sort of relief road into the industrial area from the Stockfold Road. Do you think that the companies on the industrial estate have got too much power over the council? No. I think... Uh, I, I, I purely think it's down to uh, a bit of lack of vision and planning. I, I don't think... I mean, the um, the actual scrap metal dealer was, uh, I think, had to go to court to, uh, uh, to confirm its licence to trade there, and... Uh, that, that that ruling was confirmed by government. So I don't think the companies themselves necessarily have have got that much in the way of influence, but I just think the legislation perhaps um, is not strong enough to deal with uh, environmental hazards like this. Keith, thank you for your time. Keith uh, Hoskins is the town centre manager in Hitchin, 08459 455555 if you want to have your say. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. There we go. Now, uh, we're getting lots of texts about Tom Daly. Tom Daly, front page of the, new- of the newspapers. Did you know he was gay? I mean, that was... As, 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 as obvious as these things can be, I think we all suspected me. He's come out as bisexual at the very least, anyway. Uh, and it's the front page of the newspapers, and I'm asking you, are you surprised? Does it bother you? Well, a couple of people are a little bit cynical about this. Paul Maguire in Hemel says, Tom Daly is using his homosexuality to promote the new series of Splash. It's not the tabloids, it's him and his B- PR team. I dislike him dismensely for that. His word, dismensely, means immensely. So he, he dislikes him immensely because of that. He thinks it's a PR thing. And uh, who else says that? Um, oh, here we go. John on Facebook says, he says it's no big deal, so why make a YouTube video about it? Also, interesting timing with his TV show, Splash, back in a couple of weeks' time. PR stunt by agent, I think. Really? 19, isn't he? 19-year-old lad comes out as gay or bisexual. PR stunt? I mean, it could be, I suppose. Could be that. Uh, could he have been worried that the story had been got by one of the, the, you know, the red tops and was worried it would come out out of his control? I don't know. Chris is in Farley Hill. Morning, Chris. Morning. Front page news. Um, Should it be? See, Farley Hill is my caution area. I mean, stop, see. And uh, I I never saw the... I mean, the subtle splashes about, but I I think that's his personal opinion. It's not... 
it's uh, it's just sensational to me. I mean, my, I said to that young lady, my daughter had a friend in Dixon's who was gay as what? Well. He was a good friend to her. He had XR3I. And there's a... I can't an XR3I? Yeah, but she, the, was, she the, was caught... The, she wasn't married then. She was... Right. But he was and he was gay and he had an XR3I. He worked in Dixon's and he ran her about. Right, in, and, the, in the car. And chose his whatever as a friend. Right, OK. You know, um, as, I can't mention the name. There's a bookies in town. The bloke is serving. He's gay, but yep. he's, he's OK. They're OK, aren't they? He deals with the dickheads, I'll tell you. OK, steady on, steady on. Just, just, just have to apply Category C, I know. Just have to, we've got young ears, Chris, so just no, beware. What I'm saying is he doesn't stand any nonsense in the bookies. Good for, good for him. And, well done. Um, so that, we shouldn't be bothered. What about these people who, who are I saying... Actually, I haven't never watched that programme, I don't think. Oh, you should watch it, it's good. Yeah, but I go past there, you see. Yeah. I, that's my old quarter area, Stopsley. Oh. Going to Hitchin, oh, where you opened the lights and I wasn't there. Yes. I mean... Chris, um, can I ask, what are, you, what are you listening to in the background? Um, I've got a heart on, to be honest, but they're playing... Eight, I'll turn it down, young man. They're playing 80s in the... See, years ago, there was... Hang on, did you just say you've got heart on? Yeah, but I, I transferred to that because I sing and play guitar. I, I, I did why, play. Are you listening to, why are you listening to heart and calling me? I uh, know, but that young lady came back to me, you see. Right. I'll just turn the volume down, sir. Yeah, please do. I can't, turn I, it off. You get put, put three counties on now. Yeah, but... No, uh, uh, Chris, put three counties on. I, I want to hear three counties coming through your speakers. I can do, I can do G- that. Do it now. Give me one shake of a lamb's tail. <laughs> by the way, just apologies for anyone offended by the category C swear word. It's, it's not a major one, but I know that some people have got young ears listening, so. Fair play, hearts sound good, actually. Chris? He's tuning into BBC 3CR, which is uh, it's great news for us. Chris? Chris, oh yeah, Chris, have you got it tuned tuned in now? This is um, this is almost as bad as watching paint dry. We're listening to a man tune in his radio. Wow. Yeah. Chris. Hello. Is it working? Yeah, but I'm old hat. You see, I'm, Christmas. I'm treating myself to some new gear. You see. Nice. Oh, nice. New, you're gonna get a, di- uh, get a digital radio at Christmas. My daughter said she's treated me, and she won't tell me what it is yet. You oh, see. Oh. See, years ago. Yes. She bought me. And I was in rehab through alcohol, but forget all that. Yep. As you were with JBC, top of the range, CD player with a bloody remote control. Beautiful. So, Just curb I, your language a little bit, Chris. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's all right. No, but I cried a bit. Yeah. Because you see, I was with grandchildren. I don't know if they do them now. It's the only one, JBC, that had a remote control on, on, I've still got that one. Well, Chris, listen, let's hope you get a DAB radio. D- two categories, C's. That, that, that's uh, the limit I think we can uh, enjoy. Apologies, uh, anybody. I know you won't be. I know you won't be offended, but there'll be, there are people who monitor this show uh, who hope to be offended, so they can then write in complaints and get me the sack. Well, uh, apologies for anybody offended there. Chris, thank you very much. Just watch your language next time you come on, fella. That's what You see, that's what listening to heart does to you. It takes your language down to the gutter. You don't get that here, although you sort of do then. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M25 anti-clockwise looking slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also struggling between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. 
The A1M southbound slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. If you're driving into London via Palmer's Green today, the north circular heading west has a lane closed from the Clockhouse interchange. It's causing queues back to Hall Lane already, so that's expected to remain closed throughout the morning rush and will be causing more delays. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Gossett, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 7.16, Tuesday the 3rd of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Hitchin call for restrictions on lorries speeding past their homes. Prince Charles visits Bedfordshire today. In football, St Albans are through to the second round of the FA Trophy after a 4-0 win over Tombridge. The weather cloudy again, but there could be some bright or sunny intervals this afternoon. Top temperature of 6 degrees. Coming up, we'll be talking to Jay, the King of Beds, about that other royal that's visiting Bedfordshire today. You know, Charlie Feller. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine. That's ghastly. It's absolutely disgraceful. Don't talk about morals because he doesn't care about the man in the street. The biggest local talking points. I found out a couple of hours later it was a murder. Over the phone, they phoned me up and told me. I don't know why you're pissing on that man. The JDS Show. I feel it's out of place in this country. Let me be really frankly honest with you. Local government and government are doing a good job here. I never call in, but I feel so passionate about this topic. The JDS Show. We Weekdays from 9, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, uh, if you may remember a few moments ago, we um, had a text about Tom Daly coming out as gay. Tom Daly is using his homosexuality to promote the new series of Splash. It's not the tabloids, it's him and his PR team. I dislike him dismensely for that, says Paul Maguire in Hemel. Well, we've had a, a, a tweet in response to that. I'm dismensely disappointed in you using Tom's gayism to promote your show. Oh, dearie, dearie me. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. The days and nights are starting to get colder. Flipping cold for me in my house, but I'm lucky to have a house. Imagine what it's like for the homeless people living in beds, hearts and bucks. Yesterday, Milton Keynes' night shelter project was launched to help keep some of those people out of the cold at night. But Simon Green is the housing manager at Milton Keynes YMCA and a founding member of Milton Keynes Winter Night Shelter. He joins me now. Good morning, Simon. Morning, Ian. Are the number of homeless people on the streets of Milton Keynes increasing, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think generally there's an upward trend. Yeah, we're certainly seeing um, a number of people applying to the YMCAs or growing steadily. Why does the situation... Uh, why is it getting worse? Well, I think generally there's just um, a growing population in Milton Keynes, but the, the number of new houses just can't keep up with it, especially for single people. Uh, the YMCA, does it have enough spare spaces to help everybody? No, um, we've got a, we had a 15-bed hostel at the start of last year, and we've increased that to 20 beds um, over the course of last year, uh, but we still had to turn away 650 people um, just because we couldn't accommodate them last year. So 650 people over 12 months you had to turn away? That's right. That must be hard to do. Yes, it is, and um, in part that was why we started the winter night shelter, um, just so that we had some extra capacity through the coldest months of the year. And the, the winter night shelter, that's got slightly, um, I, I want to say lower standards, but that's not what I mean at all. Uh, it, 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 it's open to more people, isn't it? Well, it's, it's not a professional service in the same way that the, the YMCA is. Um, so we're a year-round service with paid professionals working there. Um, the winter night shelter is staffed by volunteers. 
Um, <clears throat> so we were, we, we were amazed, really. 250 volunteers each winter has been volunteering. Um, and it's a rolling shelter, so we use church buildings. Um, so seven churches across Milton Keynes that um, are assisting with the project. Um, and we put people up in those buildings. Can you help people get back on their feet, Simon, or is it simply just putting someone up for the night? Well, we endeavour to do as much as we can. So we do, we, we, we um, fundraise and we pay for a welfare officer. Part of her role is to try and get people back on their feet. Um, and we, what we don't want is the project to end and those same people just to go back to their, the same um, circumstances that led to them being on the streets. Um, so we do what we can to try and assist them. Um, generally, what tends to happen is that people from the winter night shelter feed into the, the YMCA hostel, and there we, um, we have very good success rates of getting people into uh, more permanent accommodation. And what kind of people are turning up for the night? What kind of people become homeless? Well, it's a real um, mixed bag. There's a real variety of people. There, there, there are a few individuals who are sort of hardened rough sleepers, um, although I would say that's not a major problem in Milton Keynes. Um, but we get all sorts of people who've suffered relationship breakdowns, people who've lost their jobs, um, and, and a, a real large number of the people we see coming through are just young people that have, have come of age um, and just can't find decent housing options. What kind of numbers are you looking at uh, helping over the next three months? Well, we have, um, in the winter night shelter, we'll have 15 people a night, um, and over the course of the three months, in the first year we ran the night shelter, we had 93 people, second year 78. So that's the sort of level you're looking over that period of time. Um, and at the same time, we'll have 20 people per night in the uh, YMCA hostel. Simon, I wish you the very best of luck with it. Simon Green, housing manager at Milton Keynes YMCA and a founding member of Milton Keynes Winter Night Shelter. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Are you serious? Yeah. I missed what you said, Kelly Betts. Was it was it important? You could type it on the screen if you wanted, or you can say it to me. No, I think that's probably what. What stories? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> no, I, now this thing about men not being able to multitask may be true because I'm trying to find this. Up, up young lady. Welcome to the air, ladies and gentlemen. The King of Bedfordshire. It's His Majesty, His Royal Highness, Janus. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. We're all standing up and saluting you, and there's a little bit of applause going on. Okay. You may, you may be seated. Thank, Thanks, oh, Jay. thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Stay, hang on a minute. I've got to do this. There we go. Now, Jay, very exciting day. You are the King of Bedfordshire. Yeah. But the future King of England is coming to visit today. Yeah, I know. How... Hmm. So, <laughs> you don't sound very happy about it. Was this not run past you? What's going on? No, no, I, I only found out a couple of days ago when I heard it on your radio. I, I, I tried to, I tried to uh, get on to certain people to find out what, what, what are you doing in my area. Yeah. But oh. I couldn't find out. And, uh, so, basically, he's coming up to uh, Bedford today and... Uh, because I would have thought, being the king of beds, that, that, that he yeah. would have to run it past you, that he'd probably want to pop round your your uh, house, uh, your palace for a cup of tea, uh, that you'd be guiding him around. That's not happening, is it? No. Oh, no. oh Your Majesty, I can only uh, apologise. 
people wasn't probably doing their job properly, that's all I can say. Well, why don't you go um, pop down to Windsor or Buckingham Palace today and have a little look around there without telling him? That will teach him. That would, wouldn't it? Yeah, why don't I you might, go to Windsor? They've got cracking McDonald's there. Eh? Have they? I yeah. might just do that. It's got one of those ones that doesn't look like a McDonald's. It's sort of green and wood. <laughs> you know the posh ones? Yes, I know, yeah. <laughs> Jake, well, what have you got planned for the rest of the day, then, Your Majesty? Anything exciting? What, what does a king um, do? Well, I've got a day off today, actually. Oh. King's got a day off today, so I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna kick back and, uh... Listen, listen to the radio and, uh... You, you'll be listening to us, not Heart, won't you? Oh, I don't listen to her. No, why would anybody? I'm surprised they're still going. Uh, Yeah, I'm quite surprised. Kelly Betts has got a question for you, Your Majesty. Okay. Your Royal Highness, what what sort of crown do you have? What sort of? Crown. Crown? Hmm. Um... King's hat. Yeah, yeah. More more of a Christmas cracker crown. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Hmm, disappointing. Your Majesty, have a wonderful day. Nice to speak to you. Thank you. There we go, you see. That's that's what it's all about. Don't do that. That's not a... He's standing up. No, but your arm goes in a funny position when you do... You don't need to stand up when he goes. He's oh, gone now. Okay, He's gone. Gone. Doesn't, he doesn't know what we're doing. Uh, so we've got the King of Bedfordshire is uh, is Jay. Who's the... We've got King of Bucks. I've forgotten who that is. No. No, we don't. King of Hearts. We've got a King of Hearts. Who's that? Joe in Letchworth. Joe in Letchworth. And we've got various ambassadors. If We do need a king or indeed a queen of bucks. If you want the position, 08459 455555. I've had loads of people emailing saying they want to be the king or the queen or an ambassador. Jog on. Jog on, you slackers. Tell them how it works, Kelly. You need to call us. 08459 455 555. Come on the air and tell us why you deserve an ambassadorship where you live. If you like, Ian, I can read out the list to fill some time until travel gets. Please do, that'll be great. Um, So, Jay, the bus driver, who we've just heard from, is indeed the king of Bedfordshire with a paper Christmas cracker crown. Joe in Letchworth is the king of hearts. Colin in Dunstable is the ambassador for his area. Joyce, we've given her a a, a lady honorary ship. Oh, that's, yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a new word that I've made up. Good for She's you. from uh, Lee Grave. Paul Walker of Leighton Buzzard is the ambassador for where he lives. Yep. Uh, Luanne is a possible ambassador with a question mark for Amptill. She's not having it. She doesn't. She had to go halfway through the phone call mm. to take her kids to school, or whatever. whatever. And she doesn't even live in Amptill. She lives in Flittick. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, love, because that's what you are. You're not an ambassador. Jog on. Vacancy is open. Vacancy is well and truly open. So what? Are you done? Yeah, what else should we talk about? We've got a minute. I can fill it, don't worry. Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Let's go to the Facebook page. Lots of you talking about Tom Daly. Do you care that Tom Daly is gay? Front page news. It's front page news. Oh, young lad is gay. And, I mean, I heard it on the news last night, and I thought, oh, that's kind of vaguely interesting in a heat-stroke, OK magazine-inspired generation, but has no impact on my life whatsoever. I don't think any differently of the fella. And then we come in, and it's front page of a lot of the newspapers. Tom Daly is gay. Well, do you care? Does anyone care? Karen says, like telling the world the Pope is Catholic... Hannah says, if this is what's reaching the news these days, there can't be much happening else in, elsewhere in the world. Amanda says, we care as much as we care about Claire Balding. Zero. Jenny, it's no one's business but his. Ian says, why don't you celebrate the good that will come from this story? Oh, hang on a second, I've just lost the page there. 
These computers are very, very slow here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, well, hang on a second, where is it? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, my computer... Can you read it, Kelly? Because my computer's frozen. Go on. Yeah. Why don't you celebrate the good that will come from this story for all the people struggling to come to terms with their sexuality? Tom's YouTube video was heartfelt and moving. Why shouldn't something that is inspirational get into the front pages of the newspapers? Is it inspirational, though? This is what I don't understand, not being a gay man or a gay young person. I don't know. Is it inspirational? I'm kind of thinking, I, I, perhaps naively, I thought 2013, you know, but the people said they were gay and you, you, maybe their grandparents would be a little bit disappointed, but maybe a couple of their mates would have a laugh. But that's it, isn't it? It's not the huge thing it was. He might inspire people who are gay to come out. I suppose that's a possibility. I don't know. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Uh, um, Cell says, well, I'm happy he's come out gay. Is my uh, my missus fancied him? Well, he's bisexual, so, you know, hold your horses. Not saying your wife's a horse, but with teeth like that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise is stop-start now between Junction 20 for Kings Langley up to 16 for the M40. Slightly further north on the M1, heading southbound, there's a lane closed after Junction 15 for Northampton, causing congestion back to 15A for toaster and queues there. A1M southbound, slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Borehamwood, the A1 Barnet bypass heading south is heavy between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three County radio on the subject of the uh, lorries driving through Hitchin Andrew says uh, on Twitter nice to see NIMBYs are alive and well in Hitchin the scrap metal yards have been there since the 1970s when I was a lad 08459 455 555 this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio 7.30 let's get the news and sport now with Jane Killick across beds hearts and bugs this is BBC Three Counties Radio Good morning. People living in parts of Hitchin are calling for more speed restrictions to try to stop lorries going so fast past their homes. The trucks have to pass along Grove Road on their way to the industrial site. Prince Charles is visiting Bedfordshire today. He'll unveil a memorial to wartime secret agents who flew out of Bedfordshire during the Second World War. A homeless shelter has opened in Milton Keynes to help people make it through the coldest months of the year. Fifteen beds are available every night in church halls between now and the end of February. The weather, mostly cloudy, but there could be some bright or sunny spells this afternoon, a high of six Celsius. On to sport and in football, Watford are waiting on the fitness of goalkeeper Manuel Alumnia and midfielder Joss McEachran ahead of tonight's championship match at Burnley. The Hornets haven't won in their last six games. Manager Gianfranco Zola insists they will improve on Saturday's most recent defeat. You will see this uh, is going to be a different story because this uh, healthy group and they will they will react. Although the game uh, is tough, but uh, they will certainly deal with the situation and they will play a good game. In last night's FA Trophy first round replay, St Albans beat Tunbridge four goals to nil. It means they're through to the next round and will play Cambridge United or Bury. Luton Town play their FA Trophy first round replay tonight against Staines at Kenilworth Road. The Hatters are likely to play a youthful side again. A win for the Hatters would set up a home tie with Wrexham. The England manager Roy Hodgson says where the team are based is more important than who they face in the World Cup. 
Hodgson will find out when and where his side's group matches will be played next summer when the draw takes place on Friday. The Australia cricket captain, Michael Clarke, has missed training today with a sore ankle. However, he's expected to be fit for the second Ashes test in Adelaide, which starts at midnight UK time on Wednesday evening. And at the UK Snooker Championship in York, the world champion, Ronnie O'Sullivan, is through to the third round after beating Adam Duffy 6-3. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with the full bulletin at 8. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the MP for Broxbourne, Charles Walker, last night called on David Cameron to apologise for the shameful treatment of black people who've died in police custody. Tomorrow evening, a vigil will be held outside Luton Town Hall in memory of Leon Briggs, who himself died in police custody at the local police station. Well, Charles Walker joins me now. Good morning, Mr Walker. Good morning. Why did you call this adjournment debate? Well, in, in June, I attended a conference organised by Black Mental Health UK, in which I heard testament from a number of families who'd lost sons, both in police detention but also in mental health settings, and it was extremely moving. And clearly there have been some great injustices done over the past 30 years, and we need to stand up and acknowledge those injustices and work tirelessly to ensure they don't continue into the future. Do you have a, a figure of how many black people have died in police custody? No, no I, I, don't, I don't have a, a, an exact figure, but because it extends both across police custody and through into mental health environments that would be NHS environments. But the figure is, the figure is far too many. Of course, any death in custody when the state has care of an individual is one too many. But we all need to work very, very hard to ensure we reduce this number to, to none over the, over the coming years. It, it was 45 people a number of years ago. This is, this is all deaths in custody. And as the government said yesterday, that figure is coming down. So that last year and the year before, it was about 15. So good work is being done. But we should not uh, underme- underestimate the sense of, of grief and upset within certain communities, particularly the black Caribbean community, about the way they and their families have been treated by the establishment. There's a a lack of trust in the IPCC, the courts, the coroners, and we've really got a lot of work to do as politicians to restore that trust. Why are you focusing specifically on black people who've died in police custody? Well, because I do a lot in the area of mental health, and it just came as, as a shock and surprise to me when I went to this conference as I said in June, and I heard from these families, and I felt terribly moved. And, and in my view, there is undoubtedly an issue around race, and we need to accept and acknowledge that, because unless we accept and acknowledge that, we can't move forward. I mean, I, don't th- I think it would be very difficult to stand up and say, for example, the policing of black Caribbean communities over the past 30 years has been an enormous success, because simply it hasn't been, and there is this gap between these communities and the police, a lack of trust, and the establishment. And we, we need to restore that trust. David Cameron uh, isn't in the country at the moment. Of course, he's uh, in China trying to further business links. Uh, do you think he will apologise? Look, it's not, it's, not about, it's not about David Cameron apologising as David Cameron. David Cameron is a, is, 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 is a good person. What it is, it is, a, it is about him as a political leader 
taking ownership and responsibility for this with the support of hopefully Parliament. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if, if, it, was, if it was David Cameron as leader of the Conservative Party, Ed Miliband as leader of the Labour Party and so on and so forth, the fact is that the political class of which I'm part of, which is mostly white, I believe has let this community down over the past 30 years and we need to accept and acknowledge that and then work together to move forward. Uh, are you familiar with the case of Leon Briggs? Um, I'm not familiar with with that case. I heard it. I heard it on your bulletin on, on on the introduction. I'm not familiar with that specific case. No. Okay, but what what kind of cases are we t- talking about? Give us a, a sort of an example so that the listeners can understand. Well, I mean, there's a current inquest going on, and I and because because I'm a member of Parliament, don't want to get involved in sort of legal issues. I'll just, I won't give give the name. There's a current inquest going on. I, I've I've met with the family. Where, where, and I mentioned this last night in Parliament, um, where, where, where their son was, was, was involved in an altercation and he felt threatened. He was with his child. He called the police. He ended up being arrested. He ended up in a, in a mental health facility. His sister went to see him on the second day and he passed his sister a note saying, please get me out of here. They're going to kill me. And he was dead the next day. It took a year and a half for the family to, to, to see the body, and when they saw the body, the body of their brother, the parent's son, was beaten and bruised and had multiple taser marks on him. Um, and that causes great upset and, and concern, and the inquest is ongoing. Some of these families have waited seven or eight years for an inquest. Can you imagine what that does when you're waiting mm. for eight years to get to the truth of what happened to your son or brother or nephew? That is a very, very long time. And can I just sort of conclude... Uh, at, at, at an inquest, the various parties of the state will be represented by lawyers funded by the state, by legal teams funded by the state. If there are three or four representatives of the state, there'll be three or four legal teams. The, the, the family of the deceased will often have, well, in most cases, will have their finances gone through with a fine-tooth comb, the parents' finances, siblings' finances, possibly even aunt and uncle's finances, to see whether they're in a financial position to support some or, or, or all of their legal support. I mean, I think that's outrageous. This is a family who's, who's lost a child, and they're the ones who end up paying for their legal representation, while those organisations that had responsibility for the welfare of their child while in state custody, either in a police or mental health setting, get their legal, legal support funded. I just think that's iniquitous. Is the police service racist? I said last night that, that racism is an ugly word and I don't ascribe it to organisations that I'm not particularly familiar with or, or, or individuals. But I tell you, there is a gap between us, the establishment, which I include the police, the courts, us as politicians, and many black Caribbean communities. And we've got to accept that that gap exists and work hard to, work hard to bridge it. Charles, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed. The MP for Broxbourne, Charles Walker. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Front pages, most of the newspapers today. Pictures of Tom Daly, the Olympic diving champion and the host of Splash, which of course is filmed uh, in Luton, has come out as bisexual. He's in a relationship with a man. And? So? What? Yeah? Um, Is it news? Is it worthy of being on the front page in 2013? 
Justin Dealey has been out finding what you think. Justin, you were you were as shocked as, as I was that this yeah. was front page. Have a listen to this. This is a, a, a text we've had from Paul Maguire in Hemel. Mm. Tom Daly is using his homosexuality to promote the new series of Splash. It's not the tabloids, it's him and his PR team. I dislike him dismensely for that. We've had a couple <laughs> of people saying uh, that it's a PR stunt. I mean, incredible. It, well, incredible. But there is a TV series starting in a couple of weeks, so I can see why, why the yeah. cynical might, might believe that to be the case. I mean, I think if you had a book coming out, I think you could definitely be... You could look at it slightly in a different way, I think. You could be slightly cynical then, but I think, you know, we're talking about somebody like Tom Daly, who's just a nice guy, isn't he? I don't think he's he's like that at all. You just, to come out and make some sort of statement because he's promoting a TV show, and I think that, that people are looking at this wrong. But um, front-page news for me in the year 2013, like you, Ian, it's definitely not front-page news. I've been asking people for their views this morning. Uh, here's what people have had to say. Tony, you have your Daily Mirror with you. Tom Daly's on the front page. Is that really front page news? Not at all, mate, no. Not at all. Now, there's uh, worse things going on in the world than that. Definitely. So your perception, what you think of him, will not change in no, the slightest? Not at all, no. Fair play to him coming out if he wants to. It's down to him. Uh, that's what they want to put on there, isn't it? Do you care if he's gay or not? Can care less. Well, I'm actually inside a news agent now. Uh, we're looking at all the newspapers here. Tom Daly's on the front of pretty much all of them. Is that really front page news? No, not at all. Doesn't make sense why he's on the front page. Obviously, they've got nothing better to put on the front page. When you heard the news yesterday, what did you think? Not surprised. By the way, you're shaking your head. You really are shocked <laughs> that, that all the newspapers are just, talking about this this morning. This doesn't make any sense, I don't see, especially now, obviously, where gay is just acceptable, it doesn't matter. Always has been, so I don't see what the big deal is. I think we're in a, we live in a modern society and um, people got a right to um, say what they want to say, haven't they? Do you look at him differently now? Not really, no. You say not really? No, I think I just see him as a person. No, I don't think it's really front-page news. That's personal. He is what he is. You know, he's there to win medals and swim. It's like anyone suddenly saying, well, that's it, that's what I really am. Well, if they want to say that, good on them. Be honest. It does strike me as odd. I'm wondering, is... um, uh, Catherine has been in touch on the Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah, that Catherine. Sick note. <laughs> Sick note is well enough to go and uh, use social networks. Oh dear. Uh, she's saying that, that, that diving is still a very macho sport. Is it? I don't know if it is. I wouldn't have thought so. I think, you know, I think still to this day, though, people have got a, a fascination uh, with people's sexuality. I, I'm a big, big football fan. As you know, I go to football week in, week out. You know, statistically, there's going to be a number of high profile oh. football players who are gay. But they will never come out because if they were to come out and say they were gay whilst they were playing the game I'm afraid that they would be abused so there are still people out there who well and truly live in the past with their views on, on people being gay. I'm just looking at uh, the Guardian and it's the, it's the front page, there's also a full page, pretty much a full page spread on, on page three that's interesting what you say about footballers there has been um, rumours probably the, the slightly cruel word but that, that's all I can think of at the moment, rumours that a significant percentage of premiership footballers yep. are gay but they, I mean I can imagine it would be harder for them to come out because 
Well, they'd get a load of abuse, wouldn't they, well, from they would some do. of the idiot fans? They would do. You know, I'm, I'm talking here from experience. I've been to football games where, you know, there, there has been homophobic chants towards Brighton players, for, for argument's sake. You know, whenever Brighton plays somewhere, um, football fans tend to pick on their players because they perceive them as, as being gay just because they're playing for Brighton. So, oh, okay. I, I think for football players to come out, I think a lot of them wouldn't do that because they would fear might what you know might what happen next if you know what I mean. But uh, with Tom Daly, I don't think there's any problem at all. Right, let's put this out. There are a couple of questions here. First things first. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Tom Daly coming out as gay, bisexual. Front page news. Are you shocked? Are you disappointed? Uh, are you shrugging your shoulders? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's spread it out uh, a, a little bit. If your favourite football star came out, or, or, or a couple of players in your team came out as being gay, would you be shocked? Would you be surprised? Would you be disappointed? Would you go off them a little bit? Now, Justin, when I, when I came to the only football game I've ever been to with you, Luton Town versus Millwall, mm. it was a very... Um, it was slightly tense, a yeah. little bit of racist <laughs> chanting going on. Uh, and I can imagine if there was a, a, a fella that had come out as gay... I can imagine they would get a shed load of abuse. Absolutely. Very, you know, very macho, tense atmosphere there. Ian, statistically, there are probably lots and lots of footballers who are gay, but they will just never, ever come out because, you know, when you go to football grounds, it's still yeah, a very macho environment. Lots of women go to football now, I'm not denying that, but I think for any footballer to come out and say they were gay, even now, I think they would be very, very brave, and the chances are they would never say anything. Just, thank you very much indeed. Uh, so would you be disappointed if your favourite football player came out? Your favourite snooker player, talking about the snooker in the news, would you be disappointed about that? Would you be shocked? Or would it be a real shrug of the shoulders? 08459 455 555. And if you are gay, how brave is it of Tom Daly to come out like this? Is it going to be an inspirational thing for other young people who are questioning their sexuality? Will it make that much of a difference? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. You can also send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. It's a quarter to eight. I'm Ian Lee. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 northbound looking slow from the Denham roundabout as you go to the M25. On the M25 itself is stop-start anti-clockwise between 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. On the A1M heading southbound looking slow as you go through Stevenage, Junction 7. And in Chesant, the A10 southbound slow between Winston Churchill Way and the M25 junction for Enfield. In Borehamwood, the A1 Barnet Bypass heading south is heavy between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 7.46, Tuesday the 3rd of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Hitchin say lorries are driving so fast past their homes that some have overturned. Prince Charles is in Bedfordshire today, beginning in Bedford before going to Thamesford and Biggleswade. My new uh, brown leather boots are fitting quite comfortably, although I'm expecting them to be a little bit painful later on in the day. In what In football... football. Watford play Burnley in the Championship tonight. Coming up, we'll be talking more about Prince Charles and his visit to Bedfordshire today. But before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate Kinsella. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We had another cloudy night, so another cloudy morning, but it did protect us to a certain extent. It does mean the temperature this morning is relatively mild. We are in December now, and the temperature right the way across the three counties around 5 or 6 Celsius. There is a lot of cloud around, though. We may get some brighter spells this afternoon, uh, but it will th- turn things rather hazy rather than sunny. We're looking at a maximum temperature of just 6 Celsius. Overnight, still cloudy, I'm afraid. One or two breaks possible but as we get towards dawn, thicker cloud and then the arrival of some rain. It's a cold front moving southwards, so behind it, once it clears tomorrow morning, it will be much brighter. However, overnight, the minimum temperature, protected again by the cloud, 3 or 4 Celsius, the minimum. So this rain will clear quite quickly through the morning. By lunchtime, looks like it will be out of the way behind it, much colder, but also clearer. We'll see more in the way of sunshine. The maximum temperature, 8 Celsius, 46 degrees in Fahrenheit. The real change in the weather comes Thursday, and Friday the wind really starts to pick up a very strong northerly breeze and also the temperature is going to drop down quite considerably. That's your forecast. Thank you very much. Roberto Peroni. We are really good at work <laughs> for one hour. Tell you what, if my turkey's not a big fat one for Christmas, I'm going to be very disappointed. If you've got small children or you're a small person, I dwarf, dressed as a rabbit, going to a fancy dress party, you are perfectly safe. Roberto Peroni. Bird watchers in Buckinghamshire are that a pair of falcons will breed there over winter. And we can all say, gentlemen, God bless Leighton Buzzard and that wonder bra. What an amazing invention. Weekdays from three. Good afternoon. This is BBC Three Counties Ready. I'm Roberto. No, the Wonder Bra is deceptive and unfair. Now, one of the secret stories of the Second World War, which took place in Bedfordshire, not the Second World War, although obviously elements of it did, the secret story comes from Bedfordshire, is being highlighted today with a royal visit to the village where it all happened. The Prince of Wales is visiting Tempsford. During the war, it was home to an airfield from where secret agents flew into enemy-occupied Europe. Prince Charles is unveiling a memorial there later on today. The man behind getting the memorial established is Tazzy Hussain from Thamesford, who's on the line now. Good morning, Tazzy. Morning. Tazzy, where did your interest in this start? Oh, about a, a year or so ago. I think it was the death of, um, of Eileen Nairn, one of the um, secret women agents who died um, without... Um, uh, w- uh, in, in seclusion. And... Um, it was, uh, she almost was, was, was about to have a council burial before somebody discovered her medals and, um, and then got in touch with her niece, uh, who was in Italy. And then they discovered what a brave woman was living next door to them. And she never went around saying, oh, by the way, you, you, I'm a Second World War hero. I was a secret agent. No, no. Uh, a lot of these women kept themselves very, um, very much to themselves. Isn't that incredible? Um, because they were, they were told to. They were told they mustn't tell anybody, and they took it with them all their lives. There must be all these incredible stories out there that we just don't know about because of the, 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 these people, you know, staying true exactly. to the contracts they signed. Exactly. And uh, Baroness Crawley raised the debate in the House of Lords in 2011 to to take up this subject and say, well, can't the nation honour these women a little more, um, you know, uh, better? And and that's what moved us here in Thamesford. How how important were these these people? They were terribly important because women uh, were better than men at... uh, at, um, at, at flying around as couriers and wireless operators in occupied Europe. Um, because a woman on a bicycle uh, wouldn't attract too much attention from, uh, from, uh, from, the, from the Nazi soldiers. 
whereas men did. And uh, men were supposed to be called up for various duties, but women were allowed to stay at home. How did you go about getting the memorial established? Sorry? How did you go about getting the memorial established? Well, we started in January. It's been, a, it's, it's been um, all a 2013 <laughs> battle, really. Uh, it started with my uh, um, presenting this proposal to our village parish council. And, uh, and then they took it up and we formed a trust um, and invited donations. And we had some very wonderful, inspired donors uh, from far and wide and from within the village and uh, local businesses. Um, and it's all come together. It's absolutely amazing. Now, the Prince of Wales coming today to, uh, to be part of the unveiling ceremony. That must be very exciting. It is indeed. Uh, the last royal visit to this part of Bedfordshire was uh, uh, His Majesty Queen George VI and uh, Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. Uh, and that was 70 years ago in November 1943 when they came to visit the um, RAF Thameslet uh, airfield. So it's, it is a very great day for Bedfordshire, really. And has it been a, a logistical nightmare, Tazi, arranging all of this? Oh, yes. You can imagine how difficult yeah. it is, really, um, particularly when um, you have a rural visitor. And it is, in fact, part of a rural county visit, which our um, Lord Lieutenant Helen Nellis has arranged and spearheaded. So it is a very big um, day, really. Well, listen, enjoy the day, Tazi. You, you, you deserve to enjoy it. It sounds like you put a lot of work into it, and I'm sure it'll be absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's Tazi Hussain from Tempsford. Nick Coffer is going to be live from Tempsford this afternoon for the Royal Visit. You can tune in between 12 and 3. He'll have all the latest goss. I don't know what goss there will be about Prince Charles, but you never know, and I'm sure it'll be a cracking listen. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's the front page of a lot of the newspapers. I met someone and it made me feel so happy, so safe, and everything just feels great. And, well, that someone is a guy. That's Olympic diver Tom Daly revealing he's in a gay relationship. Front page of The Guardian. Turn to page three. It's pretty much the whole front page. Nigel Owens, I don't know who Nigel Owens is, he describes it as a brave and wise decision. Is it? Oh, Nigel Owens is an international rugby referee who came out in 2007. Good luck on him. I hope he's really happy. I hope he has a lot of fun, and I hope he's really happy. Front page news? Really? Does anyone care? Stephen's in Houghton Regis. Morning, Stephen. Good morning, Ian. Does anyone care anymore? Well, I, I don't necessarily care about individuals when it's their life, but I do care when you get front page of, like, uh, Paul Flowers, the co-op chap, yeah. who was a Reverend Methodist minister. Now, that hurts because I am a Methodist. And so why does that hurt you? Because, basically, he was part of something that I believe in. So, therefore, once it goes over the boundaries of outside of your own personal life, then front pages make a big difference. But why... I'm writing it out, basically. Sorry? I'm writing sort of front pages no, out. No, th- and I, I appreciate you for doing that. Why, w- why would Paul Flowers, um, be, be, being gay, be an issue for no, you? No, it wouldn't. Not being gay. The fact is, when we heard last weekend... Yes. ..he was a Reverend Methodist minister... Right. ..Mum and I looked at each other in total horror because he was out there standing in the pulpit preaching to other people... But he wasn't preaching anti-gay... Oh. No, he wasn't, no, nothing to do with being gay. Right. It's more to do with the fact of 
if it's a personal thing that the person's on the front page for, couldn't care less. It's as soon as it is something that they do on, on the front page that is to do with other people's, you know, beliefs or whatever. You've got a phone call, Steve. Someone, someone's, someone's phoning up to tell you you're on the radio. No, but, sorry, just snooze came off. OK. Uh, uh, but I'm, I'm, still, I'm still slightly confused because, I mean, you, but, but what Paul Flowers gets up to in his bedroom, I mean, yes, it, it turns out he may have led a particularly um, uh, complicated lifestyle, but that doesn't... No, it's, 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 it's nothing to do with the fact of... I'm struggling a bit, Stephen, here yeah, to understand what you're saying. It's nothing to do with the fact of what he does in his private life. Yeah. But it is, the fact is that he was actually a reverend... Right. ...standing in the pulpit on a church on a Sunday... But he's still doing it in his private life. So, so why would that affect what he do, what, his job? It won't affect his job, will it? No, but the fact is he is a... I, I'm, I basically go to church. Yes. And I very much believe, in, um, and I'm a Methodist. Right. So therefore, I've got my views and everything else and beliefs. And when someone actually comes out who is totally and utterly maybe wrong, that is hurts and is, is front page news. So is well, sorry, who's, yeah, uh, Paul Tom Flowers Day, is Tom wrong. Day, it doesn't t- the fact that Tom Daly, whatever he does, yeah, is, is fine. And you know, I've got no problems with with that at all. But it's not necessarily news because it's Tom Daly. No, but it's news if it's a Methodist minister. It's, news, it's news if it is something that the person is doing yeah. who has a following. Swimming has a following, but not in the same... But not a, in the you same mean a way. spiritual following? Yeah. It's just a spiritual I don't know very much about Methodism. No, but uh, I'm thinking of church. You say if you came out, if Paul Flowers happened to be a um, Catholic or Anglican... Okay, but what's, what's wrong with having a gay priest? Oh, nothing wrong in having a gay priest. As long as you don't know about it. As long as you don't... As long as you don't, um, you know, as long as you don't know, he's a person, yeah, fine. But not, you know, it's when they actually come out, front, front line headlines, Yes. you know, um, Methodist uh, minister, you know. So um, you, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. Stephen, you're saying it, it, it is wrong for um, uh, members of the clergy, various branches of Christianity, to come out on the front pages of the newspaper as being gay? Why? No. Yeah, I mean, so also to a certain extent, it's not only it's not only necessarily it's not necessarily gay. It is any anything that is not what how society would pursue um, as, as as normal. But being gay is being gay is perceived as normal these days. Oh yeah, gay gay the gay side of it is it's not it's not a problem. And if, if Paul Flowers literally just come out and said he was gay, I said so, so fine, no problem at all. Okay, but it's it, Individuals coming out on the front page um, with it's their own, literally their own private life. Right. Because, you know, basically, um, daily just swimming, fine, okay. no problem at all. Stephen, I'm, I'm going to end it there, just because we're running out of time. Steve the Milkman, I'll have to come to you after, you after the news. I was slightly... Um, was anybody else getting Stephen's point? Was it just me being obtuse? I was slightly confused there. I don't know a lot about Methodism. Is it particularly anti-homosexual? I don't know. I was a bit confused there, Stephen, but thank you very much for, for trying to put your point on. Maybe it's me just being dumb this morning. That does happen from time to time. I know, I know. 08459 four double five five double five. if you know what Stephen was saying. It doesn't matter. Does it matter if anybody's gay? Is there any job where you can't be gay? I don't think so. 
08459 555. Right, let's get the latest travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M40 northbound slow from the Denham roundabout as you approach the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise is stop-start between 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound is slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And in Enfield, the A10 southbound is slow between Bullsmore Lane and Southbury Road. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. On the back of Stephen's call, is there any job that you couldn't be gay in. I'm trying to think. There can't be, can there? 08459 455 555. Is there, are there any jobs that would be hindered by a person being gay? Do give us a call and we'll speak more after the news with Jane Killick. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Jane Killick. The headlines. Lorries proving a headache for people in Hitchin. Hertfordshire MP speaks movingly over the deaths in police custody and Prince Charles comes to Bedfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. People living in parts of Hitchin are calling for more speed restrictions to try to stop lorries speeding past their homes. Some have apparently overturned when they reach the bend in Grove Road. Town centre manager Keith Hoskins says it would cost money to make changes. I think lorries generally uh, can be quite a problem for a historic town centre. Uh, These big metal lorries don't actually come through the centre of town itself, but they tend to go down uh, Queen Street, Verulam Road and into Grove Road. And I think there are problems going through this residential area. A Hertfordshire MP has made a passionate plea for action over the number of black people dying in custody. Roxbourne's Conservative MP Charles Walker raised the issue in a special Commons debate. He told MPs he's been working with the sister of one man who was detained under the Mental Health Act. He said, please get me out of here, because if you don't, they will kill me. And he died the next day. He was dead the next day. It took that family a year and a half to recover the body, the body of their son, the body of their brother. And when they did, he was beaten and bruised and covered in taser marks. The Royal Bank of Scotland Group has apologised to customers who weren't able to use their payment cards for several hours yesterday evening and says services have now been restored. Customers with RBS, NatWest and Ulster Bank were affected on one of the busiest shopping days of the year. Last night was the first night of the Milton Keynes Winter Homeless Shelter. Church halls are opening every night on rotation until the end of February, providing 15 beds. The coordinator of Homeless Network in Milton Keynes, the Reverend Brenda Mosdale, says it's difficult to know how large the problem is. There's a whole lot of people, far, far more, who are at risk of homelessness. They're staying on somebody's sofa, they're moving around night to night, Um, they don't have their own place at all, and at any moment something could go wrong and they could find themselves completely on the street. So it depends who you're counting. An Aylesbury councillor says roadworks all over the town are causing traffic chaos. Raj Khan says there's so many the town is under siege. He's calling for a bypass and better traffic management from the council. They're working on Oxford Road, they've been working on Buckingham Road, they're working across the town. It's a gridlock. It's killing the economy of Aylesbury. 
A memorial to wartime secret agents who flew out of Bedfordshire during the Second World War is being unveiled by the Prince of Wales today. Prince Charles will visit Tempsford, where mainly women flew out of the secret airfield. He's also visiting Bedford and the historic Jordan's Mill in Biggleswade. In football, St Albans were victorious in their FA Trophy replay last night. The 4-0 result over Tunbridge takes them into the second round. The weather, mostly cloudy with a few bright or sunny intervals possible this afternoon and a high of 6 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Very quaint sort of uh, Hertfordshire market town. Very pretty, very old-fashioned, decent sort of nice place. All this week in Hitchin. Lots of people that I knew from my childhood that still live around Hitchin. People are friendly, there's great shops around. It's not a faceless concrete jungle like so many modern towns. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Hitchin. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past eight. Who'd have thunk it? Oh, I'm hyperventilating. Hang on a second. Lots coming up on the show between now and JBS at nine o'clock, including royal visits, lorries, homelessness and Tom Daly. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR and give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Trying to, uh, trying to book tickets for a pantomime. Man alive, trying to find a date when all of my family can go to a pantomime is really hard work. Aren't you supposed to be working? When? What now? now? Yeah. <laughs> well, just checking. Yes. Also, what are your two sons doing? Why, how, why are they so busy that they can't go to a pantomime? Well, <laughs> well, one of them's got school now, oh, and you yeah. have to. The thing when you have young children, as my youngest is, you have to plan things around naps and meal times. Imagine mm-hmm. that. You have to plan a day out around when they're going to be asleep, when they're going to be grumpy, most of the time at the moment, and when they're going to eat. Can't you feed them and then they fall asleep on the car on the way and then they go and see the play? If you wake them up too early, oh man alive, that's just the worst thing you really? can do. Oh, it's awful. Awful. When you have kids, mm. I'm looking. I'm going to look forward to um, your life just falling apart and being a wreck. Thank you. That's what happens. Thanks. You're very, very welcome indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. On the subject of Tom Daly coming out, we've kind of expanded a bit. Would you be upset or offended, disappointed if any of your favourite football stars, for example, came out as gay? And are there any jobs that you can't do? If you're gay. We were speaking to Stephen just before the news. I didn't quite understand Stephen's point, but Lolo's in Hemel. Lolo, you you can explain what Stephen was saying, can you? Um, Yeah, I think so. I think... Hi, uh, morning. Hi, good morning, Uh, yes. I think what he meant was he didn't... I don't think he necessarily had a problem with um, the... I don't know if it was a pastor or a bishop being gay. I think it was how he and the rest of the church found out that he was gay, that he was hurt by... um, from what I understand, it, ah. um, there was other scandals around that, and it was all front-page news. Right. I think that was what his problem was, not necessarily okay. the fact... Are you a religious gay. person, person, Lolu? 
Um, yeah, I think so. What, what would you think about a gay priest or a gay vicar or a gay reverend? Um, it, if it doesn't affect what he says to me as a member of his congregation, then it doesn't bother me, quite frankly. And are there any jobs that you think gay people shouldn't be doing? No, I don't think so. I think it's 2013. Yeah. It shouldn't, it really shouldn't matter. I'm really surprised that that, that Tom Daly coming out has made front page news. Um, yes, I'm, I mean, if this was 20 years ago, then fine. If the fact that it's front page news in 2013 is surprising. But on the other hand, I think the fact that um, not a lot of sports people come out um, and say they're gay, yeah. even though um, I think statistics, like um, Justin was saying, shows not just within football, but I think within sports generally. Mm. So there are probably a number of gay people, but it's, I think, there's still that macho element about... Uh, and that's maybe, that's maybe, that, that, that could be it. That could uh, Not being a sports fan, that might be the thing I'm missing, that there aren't many, uh, 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 well, the gay sports stars in general, or, or, or certainly exactly. not that we know about. Exactly, not, not publicly anyway. So I think, I think that's part of the whole Tom Daly thing, because there are not a lot of sports stars out there who come out and say they're gay. For, I mean, just for fear of abuse, for fear it could affect their earnings, it could affect and, um, endorsements and things like that. But Is sports the last uh, the vestige of the closeted homosexual then? Are, are, are there any other, <laughs> are there any other um, the, the, the jobs where people struggle to come out and get... I mean, TV and film and radio are full of gay people. It, you know, it, it, it seems to be that the, the, in the arts, coming out is a lot easier. Yeah, I think so, but I, I mean, we, I, I'm not a sports person. I mean, I'm not a sports person, so I really don't know. But it just seems to me like um, within sports, it's still part of that unspoken um, taboo, as it were. Really, Lolo, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Sports is the last vestige of the closeted homosexual, where it's still perceived as being dangerous to come out. Maybe the church. Maybe the church. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Elliot's in Milton Keynes. Elliot, what would you like to say about Tom Daly? <laughs> there we go. Fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, this week, as part of the BBC Three Counties Radio Big Tour, we're looking at Hitchin, and one of the things that you are concerned about is the amount of lorries in the town. In particular, residents in Grove Road are calling for speed restrictions to try and stop them going so fast past their homes on their way to the industrial site. They also say that scraps of metal sometimes fly out of the top of the trailers, endangering pedestrians. Well, April Patton is one of the residents on the road. Good morning to you, April. Good morning. Uh, what's it like on a daily basis? Um, well, I don't think you believe it until you come down the road. It can be, though, it is dreadful. I mean, dreadful and quite frightening. Um, noise. I mean, pollution is a big issue for a lot of people with young children. Everything gets filthy, dirty, and, of course, the safety issues are obviously paramount to the residents. Um, And we feel that we're on borrowed time as far as waiting for an accident to happen. And it's not a case of if, it's a case of when, and we we all know it's going to be serious. What what Um, is so dangerous about it, April? Explain some of the dangers. Obviously, people have already discussed with you the accidents that have already taken place. So um, I've been talking to my neighbours the last couple of days, and I did all through the summer when I was working my front garden. It's the speed the lorries come down. 
They're causing them to break so hard that they literally judder and you think they're going to fall over. And sometimes they have to swerve onto the pavement because they can't stop in time. Um, that is a major thing. And also where I live on the curve, I saw into my neighbour opposite has two very small children. The pavement there is so narrow. The road itself is not very wide. And these lorries, articulated lorries, are so enormous now. And they're definitely getting bigger. Mm. Is there's not actually enough room for both of them to pass each other. Not, I'm not talking about the parked car area, which we want to keep desperately, because without that, it would just be like a Le Mans racing track. Um, they can't actually pass, so they routinely go on the pavement outside her house. They see, the lorry drivers see that as an extension of the road, presumably. They do it all the time. And she has to keep her door double locked, because she's not afraid her child, who's five, of running out into the road, just going on the pavement. How would a lorry driver see a little boy like that? So this has come up. The Most of the uh, metal lorries are not netted. So as I said, when I was working in my front garden for a whole week, in the autumn, regularly bits of metal just fly, fly off. Um, and thankfully, you know, I don't know whether anyone's actually been hit by any flying metal. We don't understand why I thought it was illegal not to net. Um, the other issue, which again has been witnessed by most of us on the road, and anyone who uses the little roundabout on Nightingale Road, where they go around, is that the, the lorry drivers seem to think it's fine to be on their mobile phones while driving a huge articulated lorry through a residential area, which I thought was illegal anyway, um, or have a map on their steering wheel with a can of Coca-Cola in their other hand. Um, I saw this summer, which obviously is a great concern um, to everybody when you're driving a lorry, which is basically a, a machine of mass destruction, and you're in a residential area, I hope that they wouldn't expect to drive like that where their children are or their mothers live. What would you like to see done, April? Right, what we, right. We, I have spoken, and it's not just me, I have spoken to other people, we would like a 20 mile an hour limit put on this road. And I know that's, everyone will say that's tricky because the rest of Hitchin isn't 20. It isn't. You put up those big light-up signs. Everyone on the industrial estate can be informed by the council to make sure that the lorry drivers know and are well informed of it. You can put up the signs, but you can put up those light-up signs that they often have in villages where as you enter the village, yep. the light-up sign comes up. We would like some safety cameras. Um, and also, the other problem we have is crossing the road pedestrian crossing because it is it is fine i can go across and stand in the middle of the road and run across but if you're a mother with a buggy and a little child holding on or you're an elderly person you can't stand in the middle of the road with lorries going past you april stay um, there cause, hey, stay there for a second because we're joined now by judy billing who is the local hearts county councillor for the grove road area judy why why can't we uh, uh, reduce the speed limit there I think we can, and as a district councillor for many years, I've been uh, fighting to get some 20-mile-an-hour zones on some of um, the area's most vulnerable roads, including Grove Road. I should say that my first house in Hitchin some 40 years ago was on Grove Road, where I brought up my children, when it was a perfectly pleasant and easy residential area to live in. But I'm a daily visitor down there between my house and my daughter's house, and I'm absolutely horrified by what I see. Now, up until recently, the county council has been really, really obstructive to introducing 20-mile-an-hour zones, but we think they're softening, and we're going to keep up the pressure until we can get a 20-mile-an-hour zone for Grove Road and for other parts of the area that I represent. And now that I've recently become a county councillor as well as a district councillor, I would like to meet with the residents to start discussing oh. where would be the best place for a crossing. April, that sounds like progress, doesn't it? 
Well, it does, but I just find, why are they resistant? I mean, I lived in Norwich for 28 years. They've zoned 20 mile an hour limits there, all over the residential. I lived in the Victorian part of Norwich. That is all 20 mile an hour. I think, how dare they harden against it? Why don't they come and live here? April, hang on a second. April, hang on a second, Judy. I totally agree, and it's been very hard work lobbying for some years, but we think we might finally be going to get there. So, from my point of view, instead of saying how dare they, which I've been saying for years, I now want to work with uh, the county council and the council officers to try and get something done as quickly as possible. It's a nightmare. Thank you very much indeed. Judy Billing, local Hearts County Councillor for the Grove Road area, and April Patton, one of the residents. Let's put those two in touch. Um, because it sounds like they have a, a, a lot to talk about. And uh, if, uh, if Judy... How, how nice to hear a, a councillor of any description saying, yeah, no, I'll meet the people. I want to meet the people and have a chat with them and see what we can do. You don't get that very often. The number of times on this show I have to strong-arm councillors of all various kinds to meet with people who have an issue. And Judy Billing there said, no, I'm, I want to meet with them. Let's sort it out. Well done. Excellent. 08459 455555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's the travel news now with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise is stop-start between 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. The M40 itself heading north is slow from the Denham roundabout on the A40 leading up to the M25. The A1M heading south slow still around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And in Chesant, the A10 heading southbound slow between Winston Churchill Way and the M25 Junction for Enfield. If you're driving into London via Palmer's Green today, the north circular heading west has a lane closed from the Clockhouse Interchange. It's causing severe delays back to Waterworks Corner and that is going to remain closed for the morning today. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thanks very much. Right, it's 8.16. It's Tuesday the 3rd of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Hitchin are calling for restrictions on lorries speeding past their homes. Prince Charles visits Bedfordshire today. In football, St Albans are through to the second round of the FA Trophy after a 4-0 win over Tombridge. The weather, cloudy again, but there could be some bright or sunny spells this afternoon. Top temperature of 6 degrees. Coming up, is Tom Daly coming out really front-page news? And are there any jobs where you wouldn't want to see gay people working. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio's Big Tour. Coming to towns and villages across beds, hearts and bucks. When you approach Hitchin, it's all lit up and it looks beautiful. It's a huge trip celebrating all that's amazing about where we live. Everybody seems to be happy to be here. Standing here looking at the beautiful church, what more do you want? All this week in Hitchin. It's a very friendly place, everyone seems to know each other. There's a lot that are unique to Hitchin, so it's worth coming. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Hitchin. If you want to change from the same old high street chains, then definitely come to Hitchin. Local and vocal. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
He's wearing green. It's the greenest I've ever seen. It's the green team. Two tops. One's a polo shirt. It's green. One's a jersey. It's green. I can't see his trousers. I'm guessing they're green. No, they're not. They are cords. I think they are cords. Mm, they're nice. Really <laughs> tight brown cords. I look like a tree, don't I? You, you do know? look like a tree. Lovely or big a, trunk. A landscape gardener. <laughs> That's right. I never noticed. That's the uniform of the gardener, isn't yes, it? Yes, I'm wearing a landscape gardener's outfit today. That's the that's the uniform you'd wear if you're coming round to give the quote. Yes, you wouldn't be quite so smart when you're coming round to do the work. No, that, well, I probably would. I'd be a yeah. very smart gardener. I hate gardening. Oh, I hate getting mud under my fingernails. It's disgusting. I hate getting my fingers dirty. So I wear gloves if I ever have to do any horrible, dirty gardening. I wear gloves. But then the whole thing's ruined. Why don't you get gloves that go up to the elbow and then seal there? Because you get mud that goes in the hand and then it's, you're kind of wearing a mud glove. Disgusting. I hate it. I'd get a gardener if I were you. Yes. Well, I, my, my wife does it. So I don't really have. To. So you don't actually get any mud in your gloves. No, but she. Well, no, she gives me the. <laughs> she gives me the look as if to say, "Why don't you come and do some of this? It's good." And I, no, I don't want to. Well, you need to work out a, a routine. You know, you do the lawn, she does oh, the digging. No, no, no. no. That the, the the lawn with the three acres we've got. The lawn, it, just pushing that lawn mower. I want to get one of those ridey ones, the little car ones. Oh, really? Yes. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Yes. Dear Father Christmas, can I have a ridey lawn mower? Well, if you've got a three-acre garden, then yeah. uh, you'd, you'd need a sit-on mower. You would. It's not three acres, really. I, w- w- three metres. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> do you, you live in flats. Do you, do you have share of a garden? Oh, yes. Luxury garden, yes. Do you have to um, share who does the, the cutting and the, the weeding? Good Lord, no. We have a team of people. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yes. Very cool. We have three... When we have our lawns cut, we have three men coming to do it with three different mowers. Blimey. I know. That's wonderful. It's very exclusive. Superb. I've known you for... Well, it's over a year now. It's getting on... It must be about 16 months. I've still not been to your place. No. I'm looking forward to it. Are you? Um, so coming up on this morning's um, big phone-in at nine, oh. are you all right? No, I'm fine. Just no. I mean, I'm. I, you wanna? That's fine. That, what's on the show today, Jonathan? Just a bit. Yes. Is there something you want to talk about? No, not on air. This is an off-air conversation. Really? This you're, is... hurt, you're hurt. You haven't been round. This. Yes. You want to come round? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. Ooh. Coming when up. When do on... you want to? I mean, I've, I've, I've literally got my diary here. Yes. This week is a bit chocker. OK, next to be, week. To be honest with you. Next week is completely next, uh, empty. Is it? Yeah. Next week. Uh, I tell you what, let's not do this now on air. No. Let me, uh, let me go home and check my calendar. I can do Tuesday next week. Tuesday. Or Monday. What, 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 were, you, what were you thinking of? Come round, go. watch some telly, have a bit of grub. Um, I don't really watch telly and have some grub. I'm not that really that kind of person. Thursday's completely free. I mean, all week actually is free. Yes. So you could name a day and Friday. Have, uh, no, Friday's free. When I eat, I have a candelabra. What to serve the food? No, on the table. Oh, I... posh candles. So Wednesday then. I'll check my calendar. Right. I'll, I'll let, let's get this sorted off air. Sweet. Look forward to it. What's in your show today, friend?
Coming up on uh, this morning's big phone in at nine, was it positive or totally unnecessary for Tom Daly to come out, uh, as you've been discussing today? And it is, it's literally all over the newspapers today. Mm. Olympic diver Tom Daly has revealed he's in a relationship with a man. In a YouTube video, the 19-year-old diver said that he still fancies girls, but he's never felt safer and more happy with his male partner. Edward Lord, chairman of the Amateur Swimming Association, has told the BBC that what Tom has done is very brave. Well, is it very brave? I mean, do people feel as if what he has done and the fact that it's all over the front pages of today's papers, is this a positive thing? Or actually, was it totally unnecessary? Do you think somebody's sexuality, frankly, is of no one else's business? They should keep it to themselves. If he wants to be in a relationship with a man, be in a relationship Mm. with a man. You don't have to come out. You don't have to make a big song and dance about it. Or perhaps you think this is just another reason why he's one of the greatest role models to young people today. From nine, I'll take your calls, your views, 08459 455 555. I do wonder if his hand was forced. Quite often people's hands are forced. that one of the Red tops. Yes. By the way, Tom, we know what you're doing. So he got in there first to, to, to regain control and power. We've got pictures of you We've and a man, yeah. and we're going to run a story yeah. tomorrow. You know, you can see it all happening. Which, if that is the case, then that's terrible. Yeah. That's yeah, absolutely yeah. terrible. But I just wonder whether, you know, have people woken up and they've they've seen the fact that it's all over the front page of the papers do we think that for our society this is a really positive thing do you think yeah this is great you know here's a very likable young man mm. who you know it's almost as if we as the the nation we've watched him growing up really haven't we yeah. oh, when, yes. when did he first come onto the onto the scene was he about 13 or something like that so, so six seven years ago yeah so we've all kind of watched him from a young lad growing up he's very nice we've seen him you know have the tragedy of losing his father and now he comes out and says i'm in a relationship with a man perhaps Perhaps for the for the gay cause in this country, that's great. Mm. Perhaps people will now think, well, actually, you know what? Yeah, nice, nice, normal blokes can be gay. It's not a, in, in any way a reflection on someone's personality, their sexuality. Or perhaps you just think, oh, do you know what? Keep it yourself. We don't need to know. We're not interested mm. whether you want to be in a relationship with a man or a woman. Just keep it to yourself. It's none of nobody else's business. Your views on the big phone in this morning from nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the days and nights are getting cold, aren't they? Imagine if you were homeless and had to spend your nights on the streets. Well, yesterday, Milton Keynes' Night Shelter Project was launched to help keep some of those people out of the cold at night. But what is being done to help homeless people into more permanent accommodation? Well, Alex uh, Caravolo is from Milton Keynes Private Landlords Association. Morning, Alex. Good morning. Alex, how can private landlords help solve the problem of homelessness? Um, Well, through Milton Keynes Private Landlords Association, we have been working for the last uh, couple of years with various housing organisations and charities to see what can be done. Um, There's no quick fix, uh, to be sure, but we have managed to work with Milton Keynes YMCA uh, to provide permanent accommodation for uh, 16 of their customers this year. Would would some uh, landlords be put off by the thought of having a tenant who was homeless? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the term homeless, you know, obviously carries quite a stigma with it. And uh, I think, you know, people's perception of having to deal with homeless people um, is, is enough to, you know, is enough to put anyone off 
you know, having a, a sort of long-term business relationship in terms of providing housing uh, to them. But, um, you know, the reality that, uh, that we're finding the more closely we work with the YMCA is, is that, you know, home, homeless isn't, isn't a sort of badge that actually defines what someone is. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's an awful lot of uh, perfectly normal, capable people who we're providing housing for through the YMCA. Uh, they have just found themselves in, in very difficult, complicated situations that they've been un- unable to resolve on their own. Give us some of your su- success stories, Alex. Um, well, in fact, I think it was the, the second gentleman that we housed this year, um, within a couple of months, actually found himself uh, a, a permanent job. So once he'd had a you know, permanent home, permanent address, he was able to, uh, to get himself a permanent job, sorted himself out. Um, and uh, he's actually looking to uh, move out of our accommodation, actually into uh, accommodation with friends. Now, so I think I'd like to think that's a success story. Mm. But in, in, in fairness, I think everyone that we're managing to house really represents a, a success story for us, uh, for the YMCA, for the council, actually for, for the gentlemen themselves. You know, it, they, they do have to go through an awful lot of hoops to get into our accommodation. We don't just give it to them. You know, we expect them to, uh, to do an awful lot of work to get it. And really, that's, that's what, what differentiates um, the people that we know we're going to be able to work with long term right. between those that we, we probably can't. What, you say a lot of work. What kind of stuff are they having to do to prove their worth? Um, well, I mean, it really, it, it all starts in the YMCA. Um, the, the YMCA tend to uh, pre-qualify any candidates before they put forward to us. But they, these are gentlemen who um, are, are doing absolutely their utmost to find permanent accommodation themselves. It, it is very difficult, I, I would say virtually impossible, for them to get um, uh, permanent accommodation just on the open market. But they need to be seen to be trying their best. They need to be doing everything they can. They need to be looking for permanent work. If the YMCA are able to... to uh, pre-qualified candidates in that way we know that anyone they refer to us is doing their best we then expect them to provide lots of paperwork go through um, various different referencing processes Um, we have discussions with them before we offer them accommodation Uh, and you know we we have to really get a sense of the fact that this is someone who is going to value what's what's on offer they're prepared to jump through a few hoops and they they may be hoops that you and i would expect to jump through anyway if we were looking for accommodation Um, but of course you know it's much much more difficult for for the gentleman in 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 those positions so you know we just want them to demonstrate they're really going to value it and in fairness you know everyone that we've housed uh, this year um we think it's been a success story because they're still in the accommodation Alex, I'm going to let you go, just because your line's breaking up. Just at the end of that, I think we managed to get all you wanted to say, though. Thank you very much, Alex Garavolo, uh, from Milton Keynes Private Landlords Association. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to give us a call, 08459 455 555. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 northbound is slow at the Denham roundabout, leading up to the M25. The M25 itself still stops start anti-clockwise between 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. The A1M struggling southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And in St Albans, Hollywell Hill is busy in both directions between London Road and Albert Street. In Enfield, the A10 southbound looking slow between Bullsmore Lane and Southbury Road. On public transport, there's no reported problems. This is Alice Gloss at BBC. Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 8.30, I'm Jane Killick. People living in parts of Hitchin are calling for more speed restrictions to try to stop lorries going so fast past their homes. The trucks have to pass along Grove Road on their way to the industrial site. A homeless shelter has opened in Milton Keynes to help people make it through the coldest months of the year. Fifteen beds are available every night in church halls between now and the end of February. And Prince Charles is visiting Bedfordshire today. He'll unveil a memorial to secret agents who flew out of Bedfordshire during the Second World War. The weather, mostly cloudy, but there could be some bright or sunny spells this afternoon, a high of 6 Celsius. On to sport and in football, Watford are waiting on the fitness of goalkeeper Manuel Alumnia and midfielder Joss McEachran ahead of tonight's championship match at Burnley. The Hornets haven't won in their last six games. Manager Gianfranco Zola insists they'll improve on Saturday's defeat. You will see it is a, it's going to be a different story because this is a healthy group and they will, they will react. Although the game uh, is tough, but uh, they will certainly deal with the situation and they will play a good game. In last night's FA Trophy first round replay, St Albans beat Tunbridge four goals to nil. It means they're through to the next round and will play Cambridge United or Bury. Luton Town play their FA Trophy first round replay tonight against Staines at Kenilworth Road. The Hatters are likely to play a youthful side again. A win for the Hatters would set up a home tie with Wrexham. The England manager Roy Hodgson says where the team are based is more important than who they face in the World Cup. Hodgson will find out when and where his side's group matches will be played next summer when the draw takes place on Friday. The Australia cricket captain Michael Clarke has missed training today with a sore ankle. However, he's expected to be fit for the second Ashes test in Adelaide, which starts at midnight UK time on Wednesday evening. And at the UK Snooker Championship in York, the world champion Ronnie O'Sullivan is through to the third round after beating Adam Duffy 6-3. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Last 28 minutes or so of the show, if you want to take part. Do give me a call, 08459 455 555. If you were listening to yesterday's show, we had a gentleman call up who wanted... um, Well, I'm not quite sure what he wanted. The implication was he wanted people to phone up and do impressions. And then he phoned up... He then did an impression of uh, Alan Fluff Freeman by simply just saying the words, not off. Didn't change his voice or anything. He just said, oh, I can do Fluff Freeman, not off. Okay. The point I'm trying to make is I don't necessarily want people to phone up and do impressions... You like Kelly? Yep. But what I do want people to appreciate is they can call up with anything on this show. You can call up with anything. Yes, we've got all these bits and pieces and we're taking lots of calls on Tom Daly and, 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 and things like that. But you can call up with anything that you want, can't you? Who can you do impressions of? Oh, um, I used to have to do Simon Cowell. Why used to? Well, I, I've not done it for a while. Go on then. Look, basically, that was the worst performance I've ever seen in my life, but you're through to the next round. You sound like... Look, it's the look. Yeah. Look. You sound like you, but you're deepening your voice. Look, look, Kelly, that was one of the worst things I've never seen in my life. You can do a good um, Andy Murray. Oh, Andy Murray. I can do David Bowie. 
www.davidbowieontheinternet.com. Why would he say that? Because he's into that futuristic things, isn't he? Is the internet the future now? Pretty much. In, in old man Bowie's head. <laughs> Who can you do, impression-wise? Um, don't know. Wow. I'll try and do Barbara Windsor. Not just looking like her, though. Looking like a busty blonde midget. Get out of my pub! Okie dokie, there you go. You see, that's why I don't want people phoning up doing impressions, because they're always poor. But the point I'm trying to make is you can phone up any time during the show about anything you want. This is your BBC, we've been told to say. 08459 four double five five double five. Sorry, Kelly, what's wrong? Did you just say that I was a busty blonde no, midget? No, I didn't say that. Listen, oh, I didn't. Louisa, don't get involved. You're only here for one day and you'll be here for less, uh, if I have my say. No, I didn't say that. I said that's what Barbara Windsor was and don't let that just be your impression of her. We're the same height, you know. No, we're not. I'm much taller than you. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> How rude. Margaret's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Margaret. Oh, hello, everybody. Hello, Margaret. <laughs> Good to speak to oh, you. It's a sad day for womankind, isn't it? Why, oh, why is that, Margaret? Well, what a waste. A gorgeous fella like that. I think the gay community should be celebrating and us women should be in mourning. No, no, you don't need to. He's a good-looking fella, Tom Daly, isn't he? Yeah. And, I mean, it all started, didn't it, with Rock Hudson? Sorry? It started with Rock Hudson coming out. What, homosexuality started with Rock Hudson? But, yeah, he was gay. That was a sad day for women. And then what? there was um, old Michael, George Michael, weren't there? Yeah. Oh, that was such a sad day. Well, the thing about Tom Daly is he swings both ways. Well, he, he likes ladies as well as fellas. And also, it shouldn't be sad that someone's come out as gay. Mankind. Us women, I mean, what do we get, get left with? The rejects. The men that got no dress sense, huh? got fat bellies. I mean, they get the best slot. They get the cream of the crop. These, you know, the gay community. We're left with, well, blokes like you, I suppose. Are you gay? I don't know what you look like. If you're gay, I bet you're a bit of all right. <laughs> and if I'm not gay? Well, I don't know. Do you change your socks regular? Well, uh, yes, I do. If you mean by one, at least once a week, then of course I do. <laughs> You'd be surprised at the men that don't. Oh, dirty. I was wearing odd socks yesterday and I was, it was frowned upon by the team. Ah, uh, see, but you're spoken for. Anybody that falls through the net that's straight gets snapped up straight away if they smell nice and look after away. Margaret, thank you very much indeed. Margaret uh, in Milton Keynes, very bitter that um, apparently all of the good-looking men are gay or snapped up straight away. I felt like I was in an episode of Sex in the City, that city being Milton Keynes, of course. Stephen! Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Stephen. I've kept you waiting for about 45 minutes. You have my humblest. Oh, you poor, my poor customers are all waiting for their milk. They're all waiting. Where's that milkman gone? Well, hang on a second. You, can't, you, don't need to, you don't need to stop your round just for this nonsense. Oh, don't I? Oh, no. What can oh. I do for you, Stephen? Tom Daly thing. Yep. I am totally disgusted. Oh, go on. I'm disgusted that we're having this conversation uh. in 20, 2013. It's, oh. it's his life. He does what he wants. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect you. It does, it strikes me as so, I heard it on the news last night, I thought, oh, that's vaguely interesting, not that it has any relevance on my life. Surprised it was mentioned on the news. 
Uh, and then I come in, and it's on the front page of the Indy, it's on the front page of the Guardian, it's on the front page of the Times, the front page of the Mail, the front page of the Sun. Then we turn to page eight and nine of the Sun. Tom's big night out, out in capital letters because he's come out. Um, star at Gay Club hours before video. Um, it, it does seem... I, I thought we were kind of beyond this a little bit. I was hoping we were. I really, really was. I mean, you know, let people be what they are. Let them. There's more important things in this world to worry about than if Tom Daly is gay or not. Next, you'll be telling me that that Louis Spence bloke is gay. Well, let's 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 not get carried away, shall we? Let's not get carried away. Uh, we were talking to well, Justin's there. Hello, Justin. Hello, Ian. We were speaking earlier on about gay footballers. Yes. I can't think of any. The la- the only one I can think of was um, uh, John Fashionu's brother, yep. who came out and then he he killed himself, didn't he? Because of of, of the prejudice that he was was exposed to. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that that people have got their own views. I'm certainly not going to stand here and name anybody this morning. No. But as I said to you earlier on, statistically, there will be footballers who are gay, but they will never come out because football's such a and still is a macho world that next time they go and play a professional football game, they will be abused simply for being gay. Unfortunately, it still goes on. Stephen, it's a good point, isn't it, that for for a gay footballer to come out... I mean, I've only been to one football match, and, oh, my goodness, the testosterone and abuse that was thrown at people was awful. Uh, if, a, if a footballer comes out as gay, he is going to get the, the, the mick taken out of him mercilessly, isn't he? I don't know. They don't care. I don't like football. No, as, well, far as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, they're all... They all must be gay anyway, the way they mince around and kiss each other and cuddle each other. Well, yeah, yeah, they, they, there, they? They, they, possibly, Stephen, possibly. Do they, just said, thank you for that, Stephen. Do they still, mm. the, the thing that always um, uh, uh, scared me about football when I was young, this is one of the reasons I didn't want to play football. I'm very, um, I'm not quite a never nude, but I don't like the mass displays of nudity, male <laughs> or female. Do they still have the, the big baths together? Um, yes, they do, do actually. They? Yeah, of course they do. You see, that's great though, isn't it? What's wrong isn't with a shower? Fantastic? Yes, a shower's great, but if you win a football game, you're all together, it's a team effort, you jump in the bath, you, you have a glass of champagne, good times. I just, that always, as, as a youngster, made me think, oh, I don't want to be a footballer. I don't like being naked in front of other people. <laughs> right. If I'm having a shower, then, you know, yeah. I, I'm in and out. You know, you're not going to have time to see anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh, having a bath with loads of other people. Again, male or female. It's like when people have these hot tub parties. Yes. Men and women, no. No, thank you. No, a bath. A bath mm. is to ha- get clean. That's it. It's a private experience. Bit of a weird conversation, because, um, remind me, but um, about a year ago, we went to the gym together and we uh, took a shower together, didn't we? I think you're thinking of David Priever. No. You? Did we, did we have a shower together? Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Only because I needed someone to scrub me back. <laughs> now, listen, you've been out and about, haven't you, talking to people? Yeah, absolutely. This. It's on the front page of all the newspapers this morning. Um, 2013, people still have a problem um, with some people who are gay. And you're about to hear that, that, that. There's a man at the end here who I think is absolutely fascinating. Listen to this and carefully. But um, here's what people have had to say this morning about Tom Daly, whether it is front page news or not. No. No, it's his life. It's up to him other than the fact that people like to have an opinion on everybody else's life. So it doesn't bother you in the slightest? It make a blind bit of difference to my everyday life. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there, and people have been very, very careful what they say to me this morning, but, but I'm sure there are people out there who will probably go off him now. What's your opinion on, on those people? That they need to get a life. That it doesn't affect their life. The only thing I think it might do is help other young men 
be able to tell their families if they're worried about coming out. It's really, it, it should be neither neither here nor there, whether he's gay, straight or, or bisexual. But I think it's really important for those victims of homophobic bullying. They know that they're not alone. They know that somebody out there is prepared to be out there. Do you care, madam? Oh, I love it. I think it's great, very brave of him to have come out and not make a big deal of it. It is, it is good. Good for him, good luck to him. If he's a gay, he's a gay. There's nothing we can do about it. I mean, you said there's nothing we can do about it. In an ideal world, yes. would you like nobody to be gay? Oh, yes, really. Uh, because um, if we have, if we if really want to, you know, from my religion, if I have to bring my religion, it's not biblical for one to be gay. Biblically, it's not right. So anybody listening to this right now who's gay, you're saying to them, you're not right? Um, that's my belief. But to them, they are right. But to me, it's not right. What would you do if your best friend said to you that, that he was gay? What? Would you not want to be his friend anymore? No, not really, no. I would try as much as possible to see if uh, maybe I'll try to convert him as a Christian. I'll try to make sure... Are you serious? If he comes to me and say, oh, I'm gay, I would just say, OK, um, Bribi Khalifa, you know my religion is not acceptable, yeah. but this is what I could do for you. Why don't you try and say if you could... Try and change and see if you could get out of it. That's all I would do. I would just try and encourage you. Try and you, man. get out of it. Yeah, I'll try and encourage you, man. I've got my diary in the car there. I was going to pop into my car. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but that diary says the year 2013. It's not wrong. You're stuck in the past, aren't you? No, not really. It's my belief. Well, it is uh, the religious, but very, very nice little twist there at the end, uh, Justin. Mm. Uh, it is the religious belief of a lot of people, though, as, as far as I'm aware, and I, I don't want to get in the whole theological debate, it doesn't actually say in the Bible, m- you know, men and women, men can't sleep with men and me- women can't sleep with women. There's mm. the whole thing about men shall not lie with man, man, but that doesn't necessarily mean being gay. Well, he was prepared to go off and uh, find the Bible and bring it back to me. But I think that's why there is still this fascination. People say, well, you know, if you're not bothered about it, why are you talking about it this morning? Well, it's on the front page of every single national newspaper. And I think there is still a fascination about it because of views like that man there. There will be a number of people waking up this morning and for whatever reason, they will look at Tom Daly in a different way and they will go off him purely because he's gay. I just can't believe that myself. Hey, Justin, if we can go off on a little tangent, if you'll mm. indulge me. You know I ordered... Um, about 200 records. Oh, yes. 200 singles from yes. eBay. They arrived yesterday. All oh, a lot of them are rubbish, all right? <laughs> right. A lot of them are, I don't need I don't need five Benny Hill singles for goodness sake. <laughs> but 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 we got the Mersey Beats in there. Oh, we got Nat yes. King Cole in there. There is yes. some cracking stuff. I'm going to pick a few uh, and maybe on Friday I might bring a couple in and play some uh, proper scratched up vinyl records oh, in the show. Forget about Friday. Can we hang out at the weekend? Can, can we have a vinyl party I, well, all weekend? Well, listen Possibly, possibly, yeah. although vinyl party means something different where I come from. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to be hanging out with JVS this weekend, though. Why? I think I'm having a sleepover at his. So um, Next weekend? Uh, well, if JVS... I mean, possibly. I just, the I, weekend I, after? Well, listen, we're definitely going to hang out. Don't yeah. think I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm blowing you off or anything. But um, I, just, I'm waiting for JVS to finalise a date for me to go around his house and uh, have a little bit of chow yeah. and watch a little bit of telly. A so, luxury sleepover. Exactly. So mm. once we've... Hang on a second. Hmm. Why don't you come to that? 
<laughs> Why not? Right, this is it. Sorted. Yeah. Me and you, yeah. we'll go to JVS's, <laughs> we'll, get, uh, we'll get some pizzas in, we'll, mm. I'll bring the Xbox round, I'll bring some records, and we'll have a, we'll a cracking oh, lads' night in. Yes, fantastic. I'm going all tingly at the thought. Yeah, fancy a topless disco? Um, yeah, why not? Superb. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise is slow between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. The A1M is still struggling southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Aylesbury, Oxford Road is partially blocked after an accident uh, between Churchill Avenue and the A41. That's affecting both directions of traffic. Dunstable, the A5 looking slow from Ashton Middle School to the West Street traffic lights. And in Bedford, things are slow at Cardington Road. Public transport has no reported problems. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Right, it's 8.46. It's Tuesday, the 3rd of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Hitchin say lorries are driving so fast past their homes, some have overturned. Prince Charles is in Bedfordshire today, beginning in Bedford before going to Thamesford and Biggleswade. In football, Watford play Burnley in the Championship tonight. Last 15 minutes of the show, give us a call about noisy lorries, about Tom Daly, and anything else you want. 08459 455 555. Before that, though, let's get the weather. Here's Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We're following a cloudy night. It's a rather cloudy morning, but it did mean we've had a relatively mild start. The temperature right the way across all three counties between 4 and 6 Celsius, which isn't bad. It's not going to get too much warmer, though, today, but it's not going to get too much colder either. The cloud is hanging around. It may thin this afternoon. We may get a break or two, but it's going to lead to some haziness rather than to some bright sunshine. The maximum temperature around 6, maybe 7 if we're lucky. Now, overnight, we're hanging on to the cloud. It will become thicker through the early hours of tomorrow morning and towards dawn now towards dawn that's when the rain arrives it's light patchy rain but it will continue on its journey southwards through the course of tomorrow morning the minimum temperature though three celsius 37 degrees in fahrenheit now the rain will soon clear tomorrow morning and behind it is going to be much drier and much brighter it's a cold front that moves south so traditionally it's going to be colder uh, tomorrow afternoon but also it means less cloud and more in the way of sunshine the maximum temperature eight celsius 46 degrees in fahrenheit the real change to the weather Thursday and Friday the wind swings around it's a strong northerly breeze which will pick up through the course of Thursday afternoon and into Friday morning it's coming from the Arctic so it's going to be very cold coupled with that strong breeze it's going to feel really much chillier than the 4 Celsius it's expected to reach and that's your forecast Every consumer problem has an unhappy customer. They've actually deleted the main account instead of attaching my one to it. We ordered it and when we got home we checked the measurements and it just will not fit. A company. We've asked the council, now they come up with a new excuse, it's not them, it's down to the highways. And he said, well I'm sorry, that's your policy. Oh well maybe next time you'll learn not to open the box. And me getting to the bottom of it all. And they confirmed that they would return my excess and that my no claims bonus would not be affected. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Weekdays from 9, BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 555 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Lots um, of you calling up about Tom Daly. We've yet to find one person who's particularly offended 
by it. Uh, or also anybody that's surprised, uh, anybody that isn't surprised is front page news. It seems very odd to me that Tom Daly coming out as bisexual, he's saying, um, that it would be front page news. Young lad likes going out of blokes. Where's the story? Where's the story? Maybe those, and, and there will be people who, who, who will, will find it uh, inappropriate or disgusting or, or unpleasant. Don't be shy to call in if that's you. I'm keen to find out why you would be shocked or disappointed. We spoke to one lady, uh, Margaret, who's disappointed because it means that there's another good-looking fella off the list as far as she's concerned. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Helen's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Helen. Morning. Helen, what would you like to say? My son served in the RAF. He's in Basra at the moment at at the hospital in, in Hellman. And he's a couple of his mates, really good mates. Um, they're gay, and everybody treats them the same. There's even bisexual women forces, women and that. Everybody treats them the same. A couple of my son's mates who are gay have died, and they, they get so much respect and everything. They're treated as normal human beings. Which, of course, they are, aren't they? Correct. Am I right in thinking that it was only a few years ago that the ban on, on being gay in the, in the military was lifted? Yes. I think it was, it was banned, wasn't it, for a while, which seems like an odd thing. I remember yes. there being a slight foolery when that ban was lifted. I'm not quite sure what people were afraid was going to be happening. I don't know, because I served in the RAF and my husband did. And, you know, there, I know some gay and some lesbians and bisexuals. And I tell you what, they're some of the nicest people I've ever known. Yes, well, yeah, there you go. You see, so, so Tom Daly, I mean, some of them can be horrible as well, let's be honest. You know, oh, there's yeah. some, I've are, met some horrible know. gay people. That's right. There is in every world of life, isn't there? Isn't there just? Tom Daly, being on the front page of the newspapers, is that odd that it's it's front page news, Helen? Mm, I think it should probably not be on the front page. I mean, if something like Prince Charles was gay, that would be front page news, wouldn't wouldn't it? it? Well, listen, uh, listen, uh, uh, let's not cast aspersions, but Nick Coffer is going to be in the presence of Prince Charles later on today, between 12 and 3, and if anybody can get an exclusive like that, it's Nick Coffer. Helen, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, Nick Coffer's going to be hanging out with Prince Charles today. That's exciting, isn't it? Between 12 and 3 o'clock. Charlie Boy is coming to uh, to Bedfordshire and uh, Nick will be getting the inside gossip. I don't think we're going to be getting that exclusive, but 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 stand by. You never know. I do like it though when people say, there's some of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah, I've met some really nice gays. I've met some flipping horrible ones as well, just as I have with straight people. You know, it, it, pff, your sexuality doesn't necessarily make you a nicer or better or worse human being. Uh, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Lots of you having your say on uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Um, Rita's not bothered. Kit's not bothered. There are a couple of you who are saying, oh, isn't it, isn't it curious? He's come out now with a new television series of Splash about to appear on the screens. We had a text from Paul in Hemel. Tom Daly is using his homosexuality to promote the new series of Splash. It's not the tabloids, it's him and his PR team. I dislike him dismensely for that. Really? A PR thing? Yes. If you're... the, the, The cynical amongst you might think that, well, yeah, okay, possibly, but I... I'm not sure, and I am. I do normally wear a very cynical hat to work. I'm not sure it's a PR thing. 
Um, Claire on Facebook. I think it's sad in today's society that anybody has to come out. We should be able to be whomever we want without being judged. Tom is amazing and an inspiration to all. Michael, this is a very poor article. Tom Daly says he still fancies girls, so that makes him bi, not gay. Headlines like this only fuels the misconception that everyone is either gay or straight. Worse still, any potential future female partner uh, may be put off thinking they don't stand a chance when in fact they do. Um, uh, let's pick one more at random uh, Mark says until yesterday I didn't know who Tom D- Daly was not having a telly etc not interested in any of his or anybody else's private lives 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call I just read Paul's text I think Louisa is tied Paul, t- d- d- Louisa, uh, uh, Paul's texted back in has he? He has. Uh, Kelly, what, what's, he, what's he said? What's wrong with the word dismensely? Um, well, apart from the fact it doesn't exist and it's made up, nothing. Thanks. You're very, very welcome indeed. Should have a quick look at the front pages. I mean, you know the front pages. It's Tom Daly, Tom Daly, Tom Daly. The Times, uh, Tom Daly. Tom Daly, 19, Olympic d- diver, revealed yesterday he was in a relationship with a man, which has made him so happy, so safe. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Uh, millions hit by crash of bank's debit card system. Oh, this was last night, wasn't it? The NatWest. You couldn't get any money out and uh, you couldn't buy any petrol or, or buy anything on your card. Did you get caught out by that? I know my wife did. Millions of NatWest and Royal Bank of Scotland debit card holders were left high and dry last night after a technical glitch crashed payment systems on one of the busiest shopping days of the year. They had that a while ago, didn't they? A little cl- uh, glitch. Oh, hang on a second. If we go to the Guardian G2... The Making of Mary Poppins, How We Made It. Now, considering I only saw Mary Poppins for the first time last year, uh, I'm now vaguely obsessed by it to the point where I may go and see that, um, that film. Uh, How We Made Mary Poppins. I was shocked when I saw Julie Andrews smoking on set in full garb. Mary Poppins having a fag. Oh, we'll have a look at that. And also in the G2, there's an interesting article with uh, James Fox. I didn't take that much acid. I've worked with James Fox. Or did I work with Edward Fox? I worked with one of the Foxes. Which Fox did I work with, Kelly? James or Edward? James. I think it was James. It was James because he was a little bit... um, Who's the one? No, I don't know. Anyway, I worked with him. I'll be reading that later on. Or Edward. One of the two. Oh, okay. Don't worry. I'll any clues, Kelly? Um, what was it for that you worked with him? It was, it was uh, for a film with Christopher Lee and my granddad. Granddad Chris, big Chris. Yeah, yeah. Mm, granddad C. Yeah, the big C, we used to call him. Let's just say it was James. Uh, what was the was point James. in this, anyway? What were you talking about? I, I don't know. I'm just trying to fill for the next two and a half minutes. Oh. You've got, you got uh, another two and a half minutes of this. Because you, as a producer, have not managed to stack up any calls or any t- subjects that I can talk about, so I'm having to fill by, trying to pr- by pretending I can't remember which fox it was I worked <laughs> with. It was James. If they don't want to speak to you, that's not my fault. No, it's your fault because you are standing producer. I pray to God that Catherine Boyle is back oh, tomorrow. 08459 455 555 if you'd like to speak to this man. Mm, phones of People have hung up, don't, actually. Don't, don't blame it on me. It's your fault, though, if there's no calls. Lobby group influenced wind farm noise support. Still no calls. Doing a good day for good, doing a good deed for the day is a thing of the past. Nope, no one's ringing in. Migration target may not be met. Cameron admits. Just 
empty. I'm a boy, says Twin Girl 6. 08459. Literally another minute and 25 seconds Four of, of double filling. Five, five, double five. I mean, does JVS want to start early? I don't know if that's a possible. I don't know, I don't know ask him. what the etiquette is. You fancy he's, it? His hands, his no? head's in his hands. He's, he's kind of. 08459. Don't keep giving the phone number out. Four, double it's five, making it worse. Five, double five. I'll do it. I'm a professional. Well, I'm going to fill for the next 54, 53, 52, Eight, 51, five, nine, 50 seconds. Five, five. Stop doing that. Just so they know it. Put it in the phone. 08459. Oh, Here's front page of the Daily Express. Ten, t- ten pence cheaper than the Daily Mail. Who'd have thunk it? 90 miles per hour, Arctic storm on the way, Met Office issue fresh snow warning. Maybe the phones are broke. Arctic gales of 90 miles per hour are gearing up to batter. Many is a word you don't hear very often. Batter. Stop doing that. Four double five. Many parts of Britain. Oh! Quick, vocal. Hello, three counties. Quick, quick, put them on. Who is it? Just put them straight through. What's your name? Doesn't matter. Put them through. All right, Paul in Biggleswade is on line one. Paul, what what can I do for you? Well, I just thought I'd. We're out of time. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 northbound is slow from Denham roundabout to the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, struggling between 19 from Watford and 16 for the M40. A1M still looking slow southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And in Aylesbury, Oxford Road is partially blocked after an accident between Churchill Avenue and the A41. That's affecting both directions. West of Clop Hill, we've got reports that the A507 is partially blocked after an accident as well. Public transport, there's no reported problems. This is Alice at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. I'm so sorry, dear listener, you had to hear what was potentially a breakdown live on air. That very, very rarely happens, but that does happen from time to time. So, again, I'm very, very sorry. Oh, Kelly, four, five, oh, go away, for goodness sakes. Fingers crossed Catherine Boyle will be back tomorrow. A professional producer. I never thought I'd say that about her. Seriously, I know, it's incredible. Right, don't forget, you can go and download the latest podcast. Go to iTunes or the Three Counties uh, website and click on podcast. JVS is up next. Until tomorrow at six from me, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, was it positive or totally unnecessary for Tom Daly to come out? 